Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Attention listeners. Yeah, yeah. Hard key. Hard. Are you up? ready to be, are you ready to be blown away? <whistles> yes, we are. You asked for it and they listened. Our friends at Manscaped just relaunched the ultra smooth package. It's back, baby. Nice. Your new favorite tool and complement to the lawnmower 4.0 Keep your voice smooth while looking and feeling their best. This specialized groin shaving kit here is here to help you buff, protect, and shave your most sensitive areas. It's time to crop that bush of yours and get it right to the roots with a discount just for you for Manscaped. Get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code K100. Now, the legends who introduced the electric ball hair trimmer are bringing back the razor, so you can be set and trimmed from front to back. Men, you no longer have to borrow your lady's razor for the precise trim. Step one, grab your handy lawnmower 4.0 if you want to use these. And give your boys the classic trim to your liking to get the loose hairs out of the way and then take out that Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package to make your package the perfect package this summer. The total package, no disrespect to Lex Luger. Step two, the Crop Exfoliator. Infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed, the Crop Exfoliator can help reduce the risk of ingrown hairs in your delicate places. Step three, crop gel. Sear your shaving with our unique clear shaving gel just for the groin with four essential oils. It's like a spa treatment every time you shave. Then you go to step four. Now it's time to shave. The crop shaver was designed for shaving that groin area with confidence. These precision blades include extra wide lubricating strips and pivoting heads for the ultimate groin grooming experience. The crop shaver is not your average razor. It's smaller, thicker with a micro comb bar that allows you for the best shape possible from any angle. Beach balls are meant to be smooth and now yours can be. All three of these vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free products are included so you know your manhood is in good hands and without compromise. It's time to get up close and personal with the best tools for the job, the ultra smooth package from Manscaped. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code K100 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code K100 at M-A-N-S-E-A-P-E-D.com. Smooth out your fellas with the relaunch ultra smooth package from the fellas of Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. 
The new one is fantastic. If you use those four steps, it's a great shave and just your skin feels fantastic. We've been using this product for a long time. It's one of our best sponsors. And I got to say, this is all this is well worth it. And 20% off there is not cheap. That's a good chunk well, of Well, not only that, bro. They, I, don't, I, I think they under-promote themselves. And they should actually pay us more money for what I'm about to do. First of all, there's these cool-ass, very comfortable, very breathable boxers, which me and Disco have both agreed are the best boxers we've ever worn. Okay? And this is not any extra money we're being given by them. This is the truth. Uh, the product something we all use every day. But they don't even say that you could use it for under your arms. You could use it for your legs. You could use it for your chest. You could use it for your face. You could use it for your head. It's incredible, you know, and you can use it in the dark. It's aerodynamic. So, you you know, it's easy to grip. Um, uh, it's, it's also waterproof. This thing is incredible, bro. We use it every day on everything. You could use it on your eyebrows. They even think they have a thing now for a nose clipper. Uh, they have a ball deodorant. They have a sweet ass leather bag that you can carry all your shit in there. Um, foot deodorant. Foot deodorant. I mean, a cologne. I mean, they just over deliver. Sh- shampoo and conditioning products. Everything. Everything for body grooming. Manscaped is the place where you need to shop. M a n s c a p e d dot com. Keep your shit clipped. Clipped. Keep your shit groomed. Keep your shit fresh, all right? All with Manscaped. Boom! It's not the best one. It's not the great one. You're speaking with the juiciest one. What did I tell you last week? I said, if you are going to stick your noses in our business... Right. Get in our face and punch us. You did say that. I did mention that. Yeah, and I noticed you happened to be standing on the stage. Mm-hmm. You didn't make your way down to the ring. Even though he had a hell of a match, that was he great. went out there and murdered himself. You really did. You killed For your yourself. company. You guys are the EVPs and everything. Yeah. How, why didn't you come down and take a shot? I'll take a shot. Uh, well, it was fun watching from the stage. And Jeff, thanks for sacrificing your body. You guys are working really hard. You guys are great. Uh, God, it was like watching one of those old TLC matches. You flying off the ladder again and Darby doing his thing. That was really cool. Guys, uh, we're actually cooler than you now. Uh, the guys that we used to watch on tape, those guys were great, but uh, somewhere along the way, we kind of sur- surpassed you a little bit. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean, Matt? Like you tell you have that look in your eye. You yeah. know what I'm you agree with me, right? No, no, I, you, I don't think you do condescending well. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I can see you're very, you're speaking very condescendingly. Listen, we're in our primes right now. Our primes. Let's let's question this. Are you guys still in your prime? I don't think so, Nicholas. I don't. No, no, no. We're very honest mm. with who we are. We we are not. We have a a lot more time behind us than we do in front of us. Yeah. And you guys are in your prime. Right. We are. And you are the reason we are here in AEW right now. That's right. We signed your contracts. Yes. And you I remember what the number was because I made sure it has to be really big. Tony kind of has to be huge, but not as big as the Young Bucks. As long as as long as you guys are doing well, it's just not. Better than us. And there's a part of me that, that greatly appreciates that. Uh-huh. And, and do you know why we initially took a liking to you guys? Why is that, Matt? Because we saw ourselves in both of you. Oh. One of your shirts, right? Christian AF. That's right. Good kids, good human beings. That, that's kind of what you build a career off of. Sure. You don't do drugs, you don't drink, uh-huh. you don't mess around your, your wife and your, your family men. Right. You know, that's exactly who we were when we started in this industry. 30 years ago. That's right. You know, our mom died of cancer when I was 11 and he was eight. 
She was a Christian. She didn't smoke. She didn't drink. She didn't do drugs. She, she was by the book, the best person in the, in the world. And to, to honor her, we follow that same power. And whenever we made it 25 years ago, on the biggest platform there is, we were just like you guys. And, and there's a soft spot in our hearts for you because of that. But I don't think you understand. It was the wild, wild west then. It was a different day. They hazed you. They, they, we went through these things you guys could never, ever survive. Really? Yeah. You could have never survived it. I don't think you understand. The, the, the stuff that him and I have been through, if there are two guys in this business that are stronger than death, that are unkillable, it is me and him. Hell yeah. I promise you, this guy should be dead. He should be dead many times over. You know, people complain like, oh my God, he fell. He knocked himself out and all that. Man, that wasn't shit. I got up and kept kicking. That wasn't shit compared to what I've been through. And in, in the big scheme of things, there will never, ever be two more people more resilient, more unbreakable, more indestructible than me and him, especially two brothers. Did you see the match he had tonight? He's 30 years deep. His body's destroyed. He's not his prime, but we can still whip the shit out of anybody in the front right here and now. Amen, brother. And I'll tell you this. If you two would have had to take the same path that we took to get here, we're survivors. We lived. I don't think the two of you would have made it. I don't think you would have been resilient enough, unbreakable enough, will not die enough to make it. So yeah, we definitely want this match. And even though he's beat up, we threatened you last week. Why don't you go ahead and punch us right now? Go ahead. Yeah, Straight right here. Come yeah, on, go ahead. Hit me. Yeah, come on. I'll give you the first shot. We just want it started. We want it. Come we on. need it. We're cool. Latino hasta la muerte y después Worldwide Latino Pride The Ambassadors of Violence LAX, K-Dog, The Notorious 187 Homicide We be so big Bang, da, bang, da, bang, bang Don't say nothing Bang, da, bang, da, bang, bang We be so big Bang, da, bang, da, bang, bang Just act like you know And when we stop Welcome to stopping I'm from Miami, not Compton Down with the essays in the 6-4 hopping To my body was in the 787 And those up in Brooklyn pulling 211 I come through stopping Rolling in my low-top chucks Making sure you suckers feel me every time we bust Shackled up like a nut going 5150 G'd up in the feed up Creased up in some dicky Welcome to Keeping It 100 with Conan. Millions and millions of downloads and pound after pound of Iranian tobacco later. We are now chopping it up on Spreaker. I'm your MC for the week, the biracial bad boy one under. I am that Jersey Reekin. This week on the show, Billy Body's Hot News will cover both the Sasha Banks and Naomi walkout and Stephanie McMahon's leave of absence from WWE. In the listener mailbag, Conan and Disco discuss topics like Scott Steiner, Ultimo Dragon, Mil Mascaras, Thunder Rosa vs. Britt Baker, Kenny Omega's comparisons to Eddie Guerrero, and Sonny in the WWE Hall of Fame. All this plus an AEW Dynamite review and so much more. And now, without further delay, let's hand it off to the master of the verbal gems. It's Conan. Let me give three kazoos here. Yo, we're back with episode 307 of Keeping It One Hun with Conan, the mighty, mighty DI, and Jojo, the Philly entrepreneur. Boom, what it do. 
What's going on? What's happening? Yo, let's start off the show like we always do with the shout outs who's listening to us and from where if I butcher your name or city, my bad it's a running tobacco accent. And if I haven't shouted you out, be patient because we got a lot to catch up on. We keeping it one thou wow. Boom. Uh, Dave Payne, Detroit, R. Gallego, Santa Paula, California, Saul, Cardenas, Laredo, Texas, Rosario, Los Angeles, Carl Coleman or Kaufman, Bedsty, Brooklyn, the wrestler guy, Memphis, the Phil Townsend, Rutherford, New Jersey, Winston Wedmire, the 403, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Haddo, Havoc, Fresno, uh, Greg Bonin, Long Island, Josie Wales, Fayetteville, North Carolina, McWithy, Wichita, Kansas, Jay Pono, Detroit, Renegades of Wrestling, Cleveland, Sylvester Fox, Fargo, North Carolina, North Dakota, uh, Seth Hicks, Lenore, North Carolina, Brandon Ashworth, uh, and uh, North Carolina, Brandon Ashworth, Scott Depot, West Virginia, Mark Merrington, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Chris Townsend, Alexandrian, uh, Louisiana, Dan Budding, London, Pro Wrestling Addict, Bristol, Connecticut, uh, Bristol, England, my bad. Um, Joey Pettit, Pokola, Oklahoma, Psych 999, Union, South Carolina, Proc the Croc, Lee County, Georgia, Jordan Cross, Oakmogee, Oklahoma, James Lambert from England, David Lilly, Glasgow, Scotland. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What type of like if I said to somebody's from Lee County, Georgia, right. what do you what do you think they would sound like? Like AJ Styles. <laughs> Kamal Johnson, originally Atlantic City, now Vegas. Paul Ray 007 or 007, originally Martinsburg, West Virginia, now Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Everest Pro Re- Everest Pro Wrestling Eastern Shore of Virginia, Motor Milk, Muskegon, Michigan. Wait, is that, wait, is that, is that Everest Pro Wrestling? Like, there's is that a pro wrestling company that's that's you're shouting out? I think his name is Everest. He's a. Uh, it says Everest Pro Wrestler Eastern Shore of Virginia. Pro okay, Everest. Yeah. So Everest. Yeah. Maybe he's like a big giant. Like Everest sounds like a guy that, that the Mount new edition. Of, no, no, no. Like Everest would be like the newest addition to Bear Country. Hey, like you know, and he's like bigger than the other two. Huh. You know? <laughs> hey, Everest has a pro. Believe it or not, Everest has a pro wrestling tea store. Are you kidding me? Uh, the mountain, the mountain of a man, Everest. That's what. Why I, would we I, believe it or not? If your cat, if you have one, <laughs> box pop games, Brooklyn. <laughs> this, this guy, you got a lot of balls, dude. First gaming platform built in Brooklyn. So box There's pop. There's two games. shout outs from Brooklyn today, too. Yeah, bed die, do or die, and then box pop games, Brooklyn. First gaming platform built in Brooklyn. Ramon Padilla, Chicago. Will Walker. G-Long, Victoria, Australia, and Jeremy Wyke, Utah. So we've got a nice little cross-section of people listening to us from around the world and domestically. So I want to thank you guys for that. we got a Patreon shout-out, which is Mitchell Bliss Fila from Yonkers, New York. I, I Real quick, are you looking at this T-shirt store here? No, I was reading. So the one of those is actually not a bad T-shirt, the second one here from the left. Everest, the mountain of a man. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not a bad T-shirt right there. I might buy that one to give up to give this guy some support. Oh, that's uh, Conan, would you would you, would you go, what? That's go the uh, because we're all it's always like Joe and you know steals concepts for his shirts. That's the Andre the Giant shirt that he that he uh, appropriated oh, there. Yeah, interesting. That's why it looks okay. familiar. Everest, the mountain of actually, that's not a bad gimmick. Yeah. If, if he's if he's a big guy, 
I mean, if he's only like 6'2 and like 240, that's not a good gimmick. But if this guy's like 6'7. So what would be Joe's gimmick to have 13 of these? <laughs> <laughs> I got multiple gimmick. Or, uh, you know, you know, I'm Mr. Uh, Hotshot here, Mr. Big Podcaster, Mr. Joe Rogan 2. Okay, so Joe Ro- Joe Phoenix, uh, Joe what's your other gimmick? I brought this on myself. Uh, what was the, don't forget, backyard uh, wrestler Crazy Eddie. Right. What else you got? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see who else. Okay, so Patreon. That's where we make some real paper. No ads. We try to be anti-formulaic. You know, our stilo. We bring entertaining, thought-provoking, and informative content with an extra rational bob busting, usually at Joe's expense, as you just saw right now. Uh um, that's where we, you can find all the extra and audio and video that didn't fit on the show, including musical segments where we break down a favorite band or artist and pick our top five songs. It's usually a roundtable discussion. Very, very, I, I highly um, recommend that show. And we've done people f- everywhere from Led Zeppelin, which is incredible, to Rolling Stones, to Prince, to Tupac. Yeah. We also do SmackDown, uh, AEW, and Raw Reviews. Um, and we, uh, we do most of the pay-per-views we're going to start doing instead of live round tables, we become a little bit monotonous around uh, reviews. We're going to start doing mail. We're going to start doing, we're going to continue the reviews, but without the round table, but we're going to do live mailbag questions. Right. Which will be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so you, instead you, of just focusing on the show, you get to focus on like the the, the, the topics each week. Yeah. Yeah. And if you right. if you're in the twenty five dollar tier or above, you can get on the the live Q and A's. And not only can you jump on and ask your question, but you get to stay in the room and see everyone else's question and answer and all that stuff. So you get to interact for quite a while. Right. And plus, we have a five year catalog of our show. So you know. Read the book from the beginning. How did this start? Where did the jokes start? All the back jokes, all the shit with Joe, all the shit with Disco and the Disco List and the Shane Helms and Juventud Guerrera and everything that's made the show what it is. Start the book from the beginning. You know, five years of great free content. Then we've got a great show, K100 Talks, um, where we uh, uh, cover topical issues. This week we talk, we talk about the Buffalo shooting. 30 minute or less topic um and then we've got k100 hash which is a one hour best of show where joe finds the best of the last five years and he puts it in a one show one hour show for people that don't have time for for the regular show um and you can get all of this you can get videos i send stuff from mlw i send stuff from impact i send stuff from AAA. a lot of posters if you like the show you will love the fucking uh, Patreon because we over-deliver. Um, uh, that's why we've had 24 straight months of growth. And you can check that out at K-O-N-N-A-N.me. You've been li- and I hear a lot of people, I've been listening to the show for a long time, and I've been listening since day one. And All right, well, support the show. Get on the Patreon. Uh, and then support our sponsors. Who are our sponsors, uh, Joe? Well, starting this week, we have uh, Clover, which is a uh, like a chat app. Uh, of course, we also have Manscaped, which has been with us for a long time. We have Legacy Subs from Nick Aldis and Mickey James, which has been with us for a long time. And also, we have uh, ViaHemp.com, which is uh, you can get gummies and tinctures, topicals, vapes, drops, all that stuff. CBD, THC, and Delta 8 products, Delta 9 products at ViaHemp.com with 15% off with the code K100. Threw a little, little spot in there for them because I know people are going to get into it because so, they have really good stuff. And all this stuff... Um, and all this stuff we use and approve ourselves. 
if you've got any questions or musical selections, send them to the Juicy Nick Seal of Approval. I think we're due for that next week, maybe. Yeah. With or without Nick, we're due. And we're also due for a disco list. Uh, please send the question the way to uh, k100questions at gmail.com. Um, make the letter short so we can read a grip of them and make sure if the song has a video, we will, we are more likely to play it. Um, and also make sure when you send a question, there is a question. Um, let me see. We've also got the very popular YouTube channel with Hughesley, um, which, uh, once he gets to 55,000 subscribers or 50, whatever it is, I will make a brief cameo. Um, and I, but I won't do his show. Uh, not even on his birthday. Uh, and this is available, keeping it, uh, keeping it 100 official. Um, and uh, we got Joe Manning, the ones and twos on Facebook. Follow the show and everything that's going on on K100 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we've also got JJ Claxton handling on our business on TikTok. You don't stop. To the heart TikTok, you don't stop. Ooh, girl, you make me feel so good. And that's available at K100 Podcast. That's it with that. Boom. Hey, this is Ken Shamrock, world's most dangerous man. You're listening to Keep It 100 with Conan and Disco Inferno. Amigos, my name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. And you're listening to Keeping It 100 with my hombre, with my cardinal, Conan, K-Dog, and uh, that other jobber. From WCW, uh, como se, como se llama? Uh, Alex Wright, the dancing bandejo. Ha <laughs> ha. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, we're back with our boy Billy from London with the hot news. What you got? Boom. I think we should only talk about one thing this week because it's the it's the only thing really to talk about. Um, and it's the Sasha-Naomi situation. Like I have a version of it that I got that morning. Um a lot of people had different versions, which I was looking at, which were just way off. Other people were trying to make it into a race thing. And I had issues where I said that it was ridiculous that, that we were making it into a race thing because everything on social media is ridiculous. And 
um, just shout out to Conan as well, who backed me a lot this week because I know he's being tagged in a lot of shit because people are like cancel well, him, get him off well, but, show. But here's, but here's here's the thing: I I don't I don't pay any attention to people that criticize the dollar because bro, oh, they attack, they attack and harass. I get attacked and harassed. I, I see everything you post. It's like I, dickheads. It's just kind of, so I'm not going to listen to the, the this community virtue signal or this guy needs to what do you platform this guy saying you you people are worse the way you attack people online is like you know so I'm not these it's just a very toxic atmosphere that the wrestling well, you community can't has say, you, you know, can't say you you can't say you people because that is a racist term apparently right yeah <laughs> then when I think you people's like you 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 community like well, they're all they're all the same this wrestling community is very similar they're all kind of liberal they're all inclusive they're all it's kind of soy boyish and they're all very angry at you if you disagree with them everybody is angry with you if you disagree and they're you're a jobber you're a you know you're an enhancer and then bro when you got the vice to ex to one of the executive vps of one of the companies echoing this vitriol aimed at me it's like they just jump it's just the mob just jumps on it's like and so i'm i i look at it for what it is it doesn't affect anything i tweet anything i say because i'm confident in what i say and where it comes from so it's like this you know I, and the thing is, I don't block people. I'll retweet them if I think you know something. So, so I don't care, you know. So it just it doesn't bother me. Go ahead. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's it's, it's there's one side of the spectrum where you have CM Punk this week coming out and wearing that that T-shirt again, and it's like he's now trying to actually get this audience on side, um, which I don't understand why he's bothering. Because for me, like, my money has been made. Like, yeah, I'd like to keep making more money so that. Um, you know, so so that I can have a luxury life, but you know, without it, I'm still comfortable. Like I made my money. So like the thing is for me, I just don't give a shit what I'd say. I can't think, you know, what it would be like if I was desperate for money and trying to keep a job, how I would approach social media or podcasting or whatever. But I don't need to think about that. And then and it's like, Jesus Christ, can't can't you just enjoy one aspect of things you like without having pressure of your force to what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What's your take on that? They have these these issues, and because we're we're popular and we're like you know we're public figures, we're constantly being forced to give our take on things that we do not care about. And like I'm kind of steadfast on that. I don't care about a lot of this shit, you know. So when people like like bro Sean Ross Sapp is like you know he he constantly is in my DMs and stuff, you know you. You know, and I'm like, dude, you just hit me with a bunch of shit that I just do not care about. And I don't understand why you don't understand why I don't care. I don't care about dirt sheet news and stuff and who get the other. I just do not care. I care about it for the 10 to 15 minutes that Billy comes on the, on with us and tells her, okay, what's the hot news this week? I've got 10 to 15 minutes of my time I want to devote to this. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be like all this shit like daily. What are you know, like all this bullshit that these people like trying to you know, dump in my lap. So it's like, that's how I feel. Yeah. And I know Conan kind of feels the same way too, a little because he's like people that try to make him care about just like F you. It's like, I don't just, get off right. You know, it's just yeah. this snowflake cancel culture society. I don't understand where we, where we got to this point. And it's like in wrestling in particular, the trolling is really bad. And the thing is, I kind of, you don't troll. Try, I try and take like a sarcastic approach to them because the thing is, is that look, when you really look at what trolling is, when you really look at a troll, right? Trolling must come from loneliness. And you don't, like, would you agree you don't see female trolls? Would you agree? Yeah, no, they're mostly males. Yeah, They're males, right? They're males. So so males, 
um, males that uh, have a higher tendency to be lonely, right? And loneliness is the number one reason for suicide. So, like, so when you and 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 men are the only ones killing themselves. So there is a big connection between the fact that like there's there's suicide, loneliness, trolling, all of these behavior traits all come together. Real real quick, real quick. We and Conan talked about this. During the lockdowns, we Conan brought this stat up. Conan, what was the what was the increase yeah, girls, in females girls suicide girls suicide went up fifty like, percent in two during years. The, during during lockdowns. So so women don't handle loneliness very well. They must have been either. You know, right? so that's, you know, so like when women got lonely, when women couldn't, you know, go out and socialize, they, you know, that affected them too, you know? Well, go ahead. well that's the thing. I, I don't want to like, I'm careful not to tear someone to complete pieces because I don't want to be like, the thing is like, oh shit, like Larry, Larry killed himself last night. Oh, what was the last tweet he received? Oh yeah, this guy from Wrestling Informer like ripped the piss out of him and he just killed himself. And it's like, and then I get a phone call about it. So you got to be careful to that extent because there is obviously a connection, but it's just like, you can't fucking say anything at all without it being misconstrued. And with me, like they'll deliberately try and like misconstrue it. Same with this guy. Like they don't like me, but it's nothing to do with like the job that I do. When I do sports gambling, I'm the best at doing sports gambling. When I do the news, it's like the most accurate. I don't give a fuck about satin or sap or Meltzer because it's like now, look, I've come over from Russo's show, Russo's audience, were were you know not receptive to it at first but like after about two three weeks you know they were completely fine here it's taking a little bit longer but now it's like everybody is everybody's convinced all i need is to actually do my job with an audience for four to six weeks and you'll see who like the real deal is like it doesn't matter about the other stuff i don't give a shit about it but if you ask me about it like i'll tell you i don't give a shit about it i think it's especially sad like when you look at the fact that you know, you got two guys like yourselves and, and Conan who were, who were, you know, the height of your fame was at the peak of, of when I believe that society was peaking at the same time as well. Because everything in the late 90s and the 2000s, I think, is the best period that we've lived through in terms of when you look at when people talk about the Monday Night Wars. For, for social life, too. Social right. life, sports, exactly. everything, you know, yeah. When we talk about the Monday Night Wars, also look at the other things that were going down because all of the, um, the stuff with, you know, the, the, the punk music with Slipknot and Limp Biscuit could coexist at the same time as hip hop with like Eminem and the, and the West Coast, East Coast, all that shit. Everything was happening at the same time. And it was no fucking tribalism to go, oh, what, you listen to that shit? Oh, you must be a fucking moron right. or whatever. Like, right. All this stuff coexisted and peaked all at the same time. Same with wrestling. Pro wrestling was just another thing that peaked. Because it embraced little traces of everything else that was going on in society. This, this is this is this is how popular it was. And if you look at it from from a cultural standpoint, right? In 1998, at the height of the of the of the um of the wrestling wars, when they were doing Austin Taker Kane angle, and we were doing Goldberg was fighting Hogan in the in the you know just just a lot of stuff going on, right? At that same time in 1998, in the middle of all this, during the NBA playoffs, Dennis Rodman left. Left the team to go go to skip practice to go to a Monday Nitro. That NBA Finals to this day in 1998 is still the highest rated finals in the history of the NBA Finals. Like like that's like like the peak of basketball viewership. NBA viewership was at the peak of wrestling viewership. It's like bro, it's like the things we like sports, wrestling stuff were at their peak of popularity. Like they were as good as they were ever has been, and we were living through that period of time. And you're right. That period of time, it's like it's hard to argue 
that that was not the, a great era, a great period of time. You know, it's like like the metrics are so obvious. So I, you know, that's what I think about that. Yeah, and and and, and that's what I'm saying. From from to, from to be to be there, and now to be at this point where it's just like where oh, it's just it's just it's just unbearable for me to like. And I don't understand how these people got to this point. But the problem is, is that the people who are, are flying the flag, so you get these like pricks like JD saying that. You know, the, I, I'm, I work with has-beens and, and whatnot. It's like, dude, like these are the fucking people that worked at the peak of this industry. This industry is at the, is, in the, is in the gutter right now, whether you want to believe it or not. This is not the best time. It's the worst time to be a fan because of the people at the forefront of the industry. You've got people like Shitstain, Sap, Satin, um, Satin uh, fucking Meltzer, JD, these YouTubers who think they're more important than the wrestlers who actually laced up their fucking boots. Like... I, I come on this show, yeah, okay, like, I do my news and I have an opinion. But when the wrestlers are talking, I shut the fuck up and let them take, to have the priority because they've actually gone there and done it. Like, I don't fucking shit on your opinion or Conan's opinion. I sit there and fucking listen to it with respect because the fact is, is that you guys have actually done it. These pricks think because they got some fucking losers, like, like subscribing to their channels, that they actually have a higher level of relevance. Like, it's fucking delusional. I don't understand how this has actually happened. I don't understand how we let the fucking dorks run the show. Right. That's what's happening. The fucking dorks are running the show. And I think they don't, take, they, don't take, they don't want to take their news from me, even though it's accurate, because I don't look like a dork. But if fucking Conrad was sitting here and he suddenly had all the news, they'd be like soaking up and go, oh, Conrad's the, the greatest guy for the news too. Is he fuck? Like, you have to have a certain look. You have to have a certain mentality. You have to be a social justice pussy, and like yeah. that's why everybody will just. Uh, that, there's a market, for, yeah, right? Exactly. There, there, there's a market for that, and they 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 tap into that market. You should see because the Get My Go show busted on JD about a month ago. You should see his chats. There, it's unbelievable. He can get thousands of people to come in and just watch him talk about SmackDown and like and tip him, give him those uh, YouTube super chat things. Like I can't, I can't fathom it. I can't believe it. And it's like you said, the dorks have taken over. And it well, really kind of the, Twitch, the Twitch community that we've never really yeah. tapped into and stuff that people like, you know, I just think it's weird that people will pay you to like sit there and like watch, watch video games and sh- play video. Yeah. games. This is weird. I, I don't know. It's just like, this is a very weird, the different fan interaction than, than, than I'm was, you know, accustomed to. So hey, check this out real quick. Cause this is supposed to be hot news. Uh, Stephanie McMahon tweets as of tomorrow, I'm taking a lead of absence. She knows. Yeah. That's so whatever. Yeah. So, this this goes back to when I did a show, when I did a few shows of Russo when I was talking about Nick Khan. Now, I don't know if this is the reason because it's too soon for me to like call the right people and check. I got a text out there, which I haven't got a response to. But if it's not because Triple H has taken a turn and she needs to take time off to spend with him or whatever, if his condition is not the worst, it's going to be along the lines of the fact that her role has been completely made obsolete. She's the chief brand officer, right? which means that you're supposed to go out there and organize and, and negotiate all the brand partnerships that you do, you know, like Cricket Wireless and all the charities and whatnot. So Nick Khan is doing that all by himself. Nick Khan is out there doing big, big brand deals with the likes of Netflix and whatnot. So her job has been made obsolete. She's essentially like a brand ambassador now, which is a much lesser role where you'd be go out there, shake hands with people, be the face of WWE, show up to things where it's already been organized. They want a WWE like presence there. I mean, we're talking like fucking 
high school events and, and things like that, where WWE go to like high schools in the community. That's what she's been reduced to. So she's probably just thought, fuck it. Like her, her salary's not taking a stake, but uh, here, but her pride probably has. And she's not going to lose any money by taking time off. She probably just feels irrelevant, which she is. And the main reason for all of this is because when you're looking at your Triple H's, your Pritchard's, your Stephanie's, they've all been coached in the WWE system where it's like, this is how we do things in this wrestling company. This guy's coming from like the business world who's running massive corporations. And now like WWE, and, and if you don't believe me, look at the fucking share prices. Like WWE has transitioned from being a wrestling company to a corporation, which is what they are. And this guy runs, builds corporations and he sells them on for like more money. So this this is the thing, like all of these people who are trained in how to run a wrestling company, they're not trained in how to run a proper corporation. They're not trained in how to negotiate with big businesses and the things that you need to say. Like the knowledge isn't there. Triple H was way, way out of his depth. And Stephanie is too. Because who does Stephanie learn everything from is Vince. So that's that's the thing. Like even Vince is probably out of his depth, but he's on he's on top and he will delegate he will delegate these things to other people. So when, when you're looking at who you're going to delegate to, are you going to delegate to someone because it's your daughter or your son-in-law, or are you going to delegate to people that are going to bring in millions and millions of dollars and, and sew up partnerships with Netflix where you're going to get a million dollars for, you know, just to do, just to have some zombies running around on your show, which is what they got. So this is it. A Triple H and Stephanie are completely obsolete in this current, in the current way that they're running things. And they have been for ages. So that that's where, that's, that's probably what's happened with that. So there's no uh, merit to the rumors that uh, her and Triple H might be getting a divorce because people have posted pictures of her. Which she's not wearing a wedding ring anymore, that kind of stuff. Really? If I Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. When she was around WrestleMania weekend, some fans got pictures with her, and it was, people were like, oh, fucking, she's not wearing a wedding ring, you know, and it's the first time people ever saw that. All right, let's get into the Sasha stuff. All right, yeah. So um, let me just let me just bring it up for my Patreon in case I miss anything. Um all right, so the whole thing here uh, about them walking out and everything and people saying, first of all, let's clear up the work and shoot thing. Um, it's, a sh- it's, it's a shoot. It's not work. Like, they genuinely did walk out and WWE put that statement out to bury them, even to the point where Corey Graves was being fed verbiage from Vince McMahon, which was... which was In, regarding, in regards to the conversation that we had privately... Um, I've not been able to back any, find anything to back that up. So um, I'm not, I'm not going to go down that route. I'm just going to basically talk about what, what I believe or what I've been told. So what I've been told is essentially the issue is, is that they spoke to, uh, they spoke to people in, uh, in creative and they said, this is what we're doing. And they're trying to get the tag titles over, right? They, they, they really want this to be a serious tag division. And from the answers they were getting back, there is no tag title defense lined up for the next two pay-per-views. And if you go back to the last one, there's no tag team title match on that one either, right? So Naomi was supposed to win the match, pin Sasha. Um, Sasha was then supposed to go on to SmackDown to, to get the number one contendership for Ronda. They were both going to lose their matches. And wait, 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 wait. When, when are you talking about? What period of time is this? They were both going to be the number one contenders for the Hell on Cell how, how, how long ago is this? This was decided on Monday. Wait, Pence, so they were going to fight each other even though they're tag team champions? It's a six-pack challenge. So it's, one, match, yeah. it's a one-four match. Oh, okay. All right, go ahead. It's a one-four match where Naomi would have, like, where Naomi was supposed to pin Sasha in the match. 
and, okay. and they wanted they didn't understand why they were doing that because they felt like they were sowing seeds for a breakup and they said no you're not so they said so when are we defending the belts again and it was like well we don't have any plans for the belts for the next few months like you guys are going to be uh, fight, fight, uh, fighting for the titles at uh, Hell in a Cell against Ronda and Bianca and then you're going to be participants in the Money in the Bank ladder match so that takes you all the way through to July 2nd where there's not going to be any women's tag team title match so they were they were pissy about that. They're also like having issue with the fact that one of the other matches on the card is Becky versus Os- uh, Becky versus Oscar is supposed to be on Hell in a Cell, which is more high profile, and the and the outcome of that would lead to a triple threat match between Bianca and Oscar. So they know that everything in his comp- everything on that side of things is building towards the the triple threat. Oscar Oscar Bianca and mainly Becky is the main focus. Now, could there be an issue with Becky as a whole? Like, could be because Becky, Becky, you know, comes in on a tour bus. Uh, she gets a separate room with Seth Rollins, where her kid comes to work with her. There's a nanny there. She's on three million dollars a year. Sasha's on one. So, could there be like a whole problem with the fact that um, you know Becky has? Um, well, like I more... said, that, well, that, that's what I heard. Is right. that Be- oh. Becky turned? Becky said no. That doesn't work for me. To some of the creative which trickled down and affected Naomi and Sasha's creative. And that's, that triggered this, the, the, everything that we're talking about. Yeah. That, that's that's the, what I heard. The creative issue is, an, the creative issue is a weird one for me because I can understand an attitude issue. I can understand where they'd be like, Oh, we don't want to do this match. And then the WWE on oh, Becky turns around and says, you know, tough shit. Like we've already like worked it all out. Like, you know, like as wrestlers do, like we're doing this, we're doing that, blah, blah, blah. So whether it would be that is the only confrontation I could see creatively in terms of it doesn't work for me, brother, I don't understand why Becky Lynch would give a fuck. Because the thing is, with her career, she's leaving Raw in three months anyway. So is Seth. The plan is for them to be on SmackDown and for Seth to go on to, to do something with Roman and for Becky to be on SmackDown so she can get to Ronda by WrestleMania. So she could take a thousand losses on Raw. No one would give, no one would care. Like... That's normally what happens. You normally well, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you two questions. Okay, number right. one, what is the locker room uh, like? Whose side are the? Who are they siding on in this? Well, what's the locker room split like? Who is siding with management? Who's siding with creative? Like, who is, are they? A pain in the ass, everything. And like, what is? And, and second question is, what is their status right now? Um, the locker room is completely siding with the company, from what I from what I understand. So. In, in the build-up to this, like, um, this has been looked at. I'm going to read something from my article here. Um, and if anybody knows anything more about it, like, you know, just 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 say. Uh, or if, if anybody thinks this is in any way not have you, have you heard anything about this? Heard any of the story, Conan? No. I know that they quit, but I didn't know the reason behind okay. it. Go ahead. Um, okay, so I've put here, while Naomi walking out was not a surprise. Uh, sorry. While Naomi walking out was a surprise, Sasha walking out is not seen as a huge surprise to many people backstage and more so seen as somewhat of a ticking time bomb that finally went off. It's been said that Sasha's behavior has been erratic for several months, be it her weird social media posts, blowing off fans despite her babyface status, her controversial and often borderline racist comments on during media, during media scrums, 
uh, that you can find those yourself. They are weird. And uh, being standoffish with several talents. So she's been racist to white people in the media um, quite often in the last few months. Um, it is also being said that Sasha has been recently trying to reintroduce a party and culture back to the locker room, often ordering large bottles of spirits to hotel catering and TV and weekend house shows. It believe, it's believed Sasha is having some personal problems at home and that uh, may go some way to explain her recent change in behavior. Sasha mm-hmm. sounds like the type of girl that would have been out partying with us, Conan. Well, she that well. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. So when <laughs> I want to hear what this sounds like. I'm, I'm, I'm just real quick. I'm actually impressed that there's still people there that like to go out and go to clubs and party and stuff. That's, uh, I'm, I'm, um, I'm glad, I, I didn't think wrestlers did that anymore. Billy. Really? What was the question? Oh, fuck, I was going to say something there. Are you high and I interrupted again? You forgot what you were going to yeah. say? Well, well I, I, have a per- I have a personal story relating to that, you know, that, 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 you know, that alcohol and uh, situation, but I can't tell it on the show. But I told you earlier, Glenn. Right. So it's a story that, you know, you, it kind of shows you the type of person I think Sasha is. Right. But, but I can't say it on the show because it involves other people, which, which I don't want to drag into this. So, right. so what's their status? Oh, the, the, the status is is that they there was a, there was a there was a discussion on on um, on Tuesday about about releasing them, but they won't. So uh, Naomi's coming to um, the end of her contract soon. Anyway, uh, contracts always tend to run. I've spoke about this before. Contracts always tend to end at the end of pay per view. So the the contract expiration dates for WWE contracts are usually the thirty first of December, uh, February the first. Um, April 1st and September 1st. So they're normally the dates they end. So hers will end on September 1st. So it'd be interesting to see if they resolve it. I saw Meltzer put out a story going, um, it'd be interesting to see what Roman Reigns thinks of this. Like Roman Reigns carries a lot of sway. And if he gets involved, like, um, you know, um, it could benefit the girls. It's like, listen, Roman Reigns doesn't give a shit. Roman Reigns doesn't hang out with these people. When Roman Reigns was in the UK, he came into the hotel in the morning. He didn't sleep there once. He left the show afterwards and went to Paris with his wife. He most of the time travels with his wife. He doesn't like socialize with his people now. He doesn't drink with his people. Let me let me ask you this, Billy, because uh, I had read that it'll be easier for Naomi to get back in their good graces because they were actually planning to move her to work with Roman and the Usos in that group. Do you know anything about that? Is that true? That yeah, no, I, I actually spoke to Glenn about that earlier. Um, no, no, that was so. That was an idea that she that, that she wanted to do, and she pitched it to Heyman, and Heyman like pitched it to the company, and the company didn't see her as a fit for the group. So she's now gone into business for herself in the media, and has been talking about um, you know the bloodline and yeah. how, how she hopes it happens and how it would how she would hope it's done right and all this kind of stuff. Because she said you know that's one of her quotes. She said oh, I hope it's done right if it happens and. And whatnot, but now you know a lot of that is her going into the going into business for herself, which people can do in the final six months of a contract. Like you know, because if you're if you, you know if you don't, if you're not signing the deal, like this this could be seen as like leverage. But I think the group is that group in particular is too big for somebody to leverage their way into it if they don't see it as a fit. I mean, for me personally, like I think you need to find a way to put Ronda in there because Ronda and Heyman would be a bad dynamic, but. Because she's not in the family, it doesn't. It's not. It's not really possible. So 
I, I don't think there will be a female in there. Um, I don't think it'd be Naomi as the company have already like, turned it down. So, yeah. Connor, what was the question you want to ask? All right. My question was, could you read me some of those comments that a biracial yeah. person would say to a white person that would be considered yeah. racist? Oh, man, you probably don't know about this. Do you know anything about this mustard on watermelon TikTok trend? No. Okay. So it says the bizarre food combination became a social media craze last year and has garnered mixed reactions over time. It received significant attention when Lizzo sampled the fad in 2021 to seem unimpressed. Sasha Banks has now tried the mustard watermelon pairing for herself. In a clip posted by the first We Feast Twitter account, she made her opinion about the trend abundantly clear. This is so nasty. This is such white people stuff. I don't like this. This is disgusting. Who created this? So, and then uh, what was the other one? And then, when she was in English, yeah, so, so when she was well, no, but it's, it's media. people that would in this in this environment, you're going to have to. It, yeah. We call them the trigger happy people. All you have yeah. to do is say something like that. And there's, there's going to be the people that are going to get triggered. Oh, well, so you, you, you like that type of stuff. That's what we're saying. Yeah. So, so the other thing she said when she was in a UK press conference over here, they went, what do you feel? How do you feel about the British food? She said, your food is terrible. I don't like anything here. Like, wh like what's the big deal with fish and chips? She goes, and you guys like rave about Nando's. I went to Nando's. Nando's a chicken place. She went, I went to Nando's. It's disgusting. Uh, you white people need to learn about spices and seasoning. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that's funny. Right? Yeah, it's funny and it's pretty. You know, our pretty <laughs> right. But it's like you can't. But you can't laugh at that stuff. Disco. Our boy, like the, the our boy David, our boy David Dennis. David Dennis actually re released some spices and put out shirts like making fun of white people not knowing how to use. Spices. That's right. Make the, he, that's exactly. Go spice some food. Go spice right, some food. His, 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 yeah, go spice some food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So what? Uh. So so Sasha and, and what's her name are there? They're fine. Um, this was all just, but what to make him look bad? I guess the W well, yeah. for the saving out. They they, yeah. they they buried him like pretty bad. Like, and I think the idea was at the time is that they would that they would um, let them go, but like they decided not to let them go. It's nothing to do with them going to AEW or anything like that. Like I said, with Naomi, it's pointless. It's pointless doing it because if she's going to go, she's going to go after SummerSlam when her contract's up anyway. With Sasha, it's like you know she can just. She could just sit out a deal, like she can just sit out for a bit. She's normally not here this time of the year anyway. Like I think the tag team titles will be stripped and they may I mean they may as well go for good. Like, I mean, I don't know what's actually gonna happen with it, but at the moment it's just a case of that they're, they're just at home and it's just a standoff. So we'll see we'll we'll see what happens. But like if they were gonna fire him, they would have done it on Tuesday because there was a whole meeting about it. So 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 that's the situation with that. Um, I've got one more like bit of news, uh, which I which I haven't which I haven't put on my Patreon or anything. But um, uh, the WWE are um, so next year is going to be a big year for them to go after people because at at the uh, at, after WrestleMania at, you're going into the next WrestleMania. You're good because you're going with Rock and Roman, and you've still got Ronda and, and Becky, and you have big enough stuff, and you also have like like a convertible of opponents that Roman can face in terms of like Rollins, Orton, McIntyre, etc. Um oh, actually I will give you one more story after this. Where well. where is it? Where is it again, dude? WrestleMania, LA? Yeah, LA, yeah. Right. And um so 2024 is, is seen as like a big hiring year, uh where where there's gonna be like a big turnover. Um they they know that a lot of people over in AEW are gonna be free in 2024. And it's weird because I don't know if it's if it's down to Cody coming over and putting a word in for certain people, but from at this point, Moxley is not in their list at all. So with what John Moxley gets paid 
And with what WWE want to do, John Moxley is not an interest in him now at all. Like that has changed in the last two months. Um, Chris Jericho still is a Chris Jericho Hall of Fame run and whatnot is still something they're interested in. Um, uh, Ray, Fe- Ray Phoenix is still somebody that they think could be a potential um, replacement for Rey Mysterio. They've been interested in him for, for ages. Do you know uh, anything about that, Conan? No. Interesting. Do, does Ray, does, do, do Ray and him have a relationship or did he, does he, Who? Did he have a, did he, uh, is it Ray Phoenix or Ray Phoenix? I've got, I've yeah, got it's Phoenix, Phoenix, but anyway, yeah. That, yeah, that's what I said. Okay. That's fine. And, um, yeah. so they, yeah, him and Ray are real good friends. Right. Yeah. So that, 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 that one could happen. Um, and then the are other they one, really, how, how are him and Ray good friends? Cause I introduced them. I discovered both of them. Yeah. But I'm just saying one of, one of their pet, one of their work, Paths cross. Ray I mean, Ray's been in WWE for like yeah, how long is Ray? How long Ray has Ray been around? Yeah, Ray was. Oh, who's underground? They worked. Yeah, Ray was oh, at okay. WWE like two, three years. And in AAA, when yeah. Ray when Ray was in, independent, he went. He he was in AAA for about a year, and Phoenix you, was there at that book, time. Who did you book Ray with when he was in AAA? Hijo de perro Aguayo. Is that which one's that? The guy is that, that passed the kid that died? away. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. 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 That's. What uh? He was the yeah, other guy. Oh, that's yeah. right. How did I forget that Ray was in the match with them? Triple, yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah. I forgot all about that. Jesus, we've been doing the show for a long time. Like, <laughs> it's like I was like, it's not There's too long ago. Information. It seems it seems like way way long ago to me. Yeah. Right? You know, that it's doesn't. Like, uh, it's not to bring it up because I know it's it's a hurtful part for Conan of his past stuff. But that was already like six or seven years ago. I think that's how quick time has moved on. You know, and passed. Wow. Yeah. What, uh, any other things? Uh, Anything else? Yeah, so the, the other list is uh, MJF, Brian Cage, Wardlow, and Jade Cargill are the main people that they will be looking at when, when they're like all the, the that's, right that's, people. Use the, uh, everybody you Those are the people that we write. The, we trade, yeah, look at the, the, right. the WB's probably looking at these people, right? And those <laughs> like, are the people yeah. we put over just about every week, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Wardlow and Brian Cage look like a million bucks. Jade Cargill looks like a million bucks. And it's like all these other people on that show. It's like, bro, they come out and they don't. Like, have you, you watch it? You watch AEW, right, Conan? Yep. It's like when we talk about the Kmart Diva, it's like, it's like everybody looks like a Kmart Diva on that show. It's like, how many people, like, well, everyone would, when they did that bro, Jericho did you see thing, what Serena Deeb was wearing? Yeah. Like, like some hippie or like, look like, you know, when I go to Whole Foods over here, there's this Romanian right. gypsy that sells us like herbal <laughs> cheese and shit. But anyway, the other one, the uh, Janie, uh, Chris Statlander. Yeah. Yeah. She had Bro, like the, I've seen her in person. She's got a nice figure and she's pretty. And she's, uh, what was she wearing? Target clothes. Like you can yeah. go to Target and find that outfit. You know, like, I'm, I'm like, that's I mean, a weird thing. Everybody in AEW. Then Jade comes in. She knows how to do it. Tony Storm like, looks like, like a star too. model, huh? Have you seen Tony uh, Storm looks like a star too. Serena Deeb today because uh, she went really. pulling her hypocrite for a, for, a, for a promo she cut on a wrestling show. They're saying she's a hypocrite because she dates Marty Skrull. Like it's all she's getting attacked all. She dates by, Marty Skrull. She's married to Serena Debus. Did not know that. Wait, yeah. Serena Debus married to Marty Skrull. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. Sh- they might be. They may be engaged. Joe usually knows stuff check like it, that. Uh, yeah. Check, uh, check it with Nick. Check with Nick because Nick's his best friend. Like, she looked really good last night in the show, but but she was still wearing. Right, you know, that's what I don't like. Black, which, or, yeah, right, she should be wearing glamorous something. Bro, it's like. It's like so this I, is when you got, you look. Go ahead. So it, just story, says, the, it just says they're they're dating uh, Billy, so I'm I'm not, okay. I'm not sure. Uh, the story on her is is that she um, 
she basically has cannot adjust to the fact that AW is a bullet point is working on bullets and uh, she's come from like a completely scripted environment and like if you and that's why at the moment like they're reducing like how when she talks or she's been in promos where so there's backstage promos where they're supposed to go back and forth and a lot of it's ad lib because that's how like Tony Khan wanted to do it but the thing is, is that the people he signed over from WWE some of them like can't do it at all so she just Let me ask you, I, got, I got a question for Conan here Conan, when you were in AEW, did you watch like a lot of the production of like the vignettes and stuff and everything, like backstage, or did you? Some. How do they? Do, are, they are they just not scripted at all? Plus, Conan was guy, in, Conan was in that whole vignette, whole show long. And uh, let's that, go over. Let's go the creative process here, real quick. When you did your 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 thing with Tully Blanchard, okay, when you ripped him a new asshole, okay, and you just basically he didn't even like he didn't even say anything like much in his comeback. Did you guys well, say you're going to wing it? Like, how did that go? Like, hey, no, what, the, what are you going to talk? How, how, how did that go? No, it, well, the thing is, there was really no, hardly no time to talk. What happened was, is there's a curfew in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And after a certain time, your plane can't leave. And so. Oh, during pandemic. Right. So there was like a, to, no, all the time. There's a curfew here. Really? There's a, there's a motherfucking curfew. Yeah. Like, oh, for sound? Because people complain noise, the sound. Noise, right. Noise, right yeah. So I guess some flight came back, whatever the reason it was. And we weren't able to take off. And I called Tony and I because it was my first time with him. And I said, I'm sorry that the first chance you give me to do something with you, I'm not going to make it. And then he said, I said, he said, well, I think there's a flight that could get you to Orlando. And then like a car could take you from Orlando to, I guess, Jacksonville is where it was right. at. And so I did that. And he said, you're just going to make it like an hour ahead of time or two hours before the show starts, which is good enough for what you're doing. Well, we got caught in traffic and all this other bullshit. And literally I got there and I went into the, into this trailer and it was, they were just like, um, I was just like, well, I, I looked at this. Uh, they just said, just go out there and, and, you know, say something. Then Tully will say something. And I just told Tully, what do you want to say? What do you want me to say? And they were just like, you guys are next. You guys are next. Like, bro, we literally went over nothing. He didn't know what I was going to say. And I had no idea what he was going to say. So it was straight ad lib. Right. Interesting. Um, yeah, last story I'll do. Um, so the UK, the UK pay-per-view came out this week, uh, the tickets. So they were charging £4,500 uh, for... Two nights in a hotel. How much is that in dollars, bro? Because like six thousand dollars. Two nights in a hotel. Uh, now you got a reaction. It's like all right, yeah. A front row seat. Four thousand pounds or whatever you said. People, like, huh? Yeah. So front front row seat. That's yeah. in the top back. Front row seat. Two nights in a hotel and three meet and greets. Right. With a with a one hundred dollar WWE voucher. And did they uh, sell and, out with that? Did, no, did. God, no. No, 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 no. Show no. tickets. Actually, Dave, Dave had a tweet that was interesting, which kind of like things. He said, like, if 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 a company, if, if a venue sells out too fast, you probably didn't charge enough, right? If a venue doesn't sell out, you're, if it's selling slow, you're probably charging too much. And like Billy's telling the story, like they're, they're charging exorbitant prices for this thing. Was what I read. So. Yes, yeah, so they, they're because because we haven't had SummerSlam for thirty years, and this uh, this has been going on. We've been asking for this for a while. Um, they basically charged like WrestleMania prices like that. And th- these are travel packages for people that already live in England. So England's fucking small. It's not like the USA where, you know, the, the whole, the whole of the UK is the same size as Texas, right? Yeah. It's like driving so, for, it's like going from Atlanta to Roanoke, Virginia. It's like a seven hour drive. You can go like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Wales is a different country to England, but I can drive to Wales right now in two hours. So mm -hmm. I don't need no like ridiculous hotel. I would like to say that Wales, England, Scotland, Ireland. What's the other one? They all look alike. Northern Ireland look alike. Northern yes, they Ireland. do. The top Northern is Ireland. green, huh? Northern Ireland's in Britain. Ireland's separate. Republic of Ireland is separate. I didn't yeah. say Northern Ireland. I said yeah. Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, but Ireland. I, I, Ireland is not in Britain. It's Hughie's from your fan. from Ireland, Tony. Your friend Hughie's from, from Ireland. Not a Northern friend. Ireland, I think. No, no. <laughs> he hates the Britain. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, so that's the top package, and then when they release the tickets, so they didn't do well on the travel packages, and then when they released the other tickets with the with the promo code Clash. And this was to the a um, hundred thousand people that signed up for the uh, for the promo code. So when they went on there, they found out that the <coughs> ringside the ringside seats were two thousand pounds without the hotels. And uh, the seats that the seats that I got, I always sit in the center of the hundred section. It's where I'm going to sit if I come to Vegas, too. So my seats are four hundred and fifty pounds each. I paid uh, three. How much is that in dollars? Oh, sorry, three hundred and fifty pounds, six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I pay uh, $375 for the same seat for WrestleMania every year, every time I go. So that's how much. This this now, they're trying to outgross WrestleMania. Bro, there's no way I would pay $375 to watch a wrestling match. Bro, let me let me tell you. I, I want to I look. Okay, this is fascinating, all right? So I went on and looked at, like, the WWE um, ticket sales, like, on, on the secondary markets, like um, StubHub and stuff, for the Allegiant the Allegiance Stadium show. Okay, yeah. bro, the, the the rings, everything around ringside is that like sixteen hundred seven, like like ridiculous, you know. And then, then I I looked at AEW and like the ringside seats are like they're, they're like they're like half as much, by like four, like you're, you're way less. I'm gonna be you know? one of those people that starts going on and buying the tickets as soon as they're released, and then I'm selling them on StubHub. Well, for, well, my my old roommate had a deal; he had a ticket uh, thing that they had the access into getting the tickets early. But but Joe, you, all you need was all you need was an American Express credit card and access. Right. That's all you need. Yeah, right? Joe, so, the thing, what Glenn's saying is that is um, what he the quote the price he's quoting this. There's no profit on that. Like that's what oh. WWE that's what WWE are selling ringside for. Like oh, on yeah. on there. Like so, like you know the the ringside seats are about a thousand to fifteen hundred depending on the row, mm -hmm. and the, the, the seat that I'm going to get Money in the Bank is is three hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Which is which is fine, like you know. But the thing is, Did you exactly, book your trip yet? By the way, what 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 day is uh what day is Money in the Bank? Second, so Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Oh, it's a Saturday night. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, bro. See, hotels are so expensive on Friday and Saturday night in Vegas. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's also Independence Day weekend. So right. Yeah. So, yeah. How do you get off? Wait, hey, I thought I thought that we're we're not allowing unvaccinated travelers into the United States still. Yeah, you know. So how are you getting here? I, I, I'm not going to say. Don't worry about it. He's going to be held up at the airport. He's going to have to call me like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to bail him out. Like he's ready to. You know, like, so. No, I, I have a, I have an exemption. Oh, interesting. Uh, I, uh, I, I learned from, um, I learned from Sashi Banks how to get around things. Uh, so what, any other thing uh, where you can find you at anything? Yeah, no, lockbank.com and the wrestling is the dirtysheets.com. There's no wrestling in format for three weeks because Cav's getting married and he's going on his honeymoon and I didn't replace him. So all the news is really going to be here, all the main parts, and oh, my Patreon, where it always is, the dirtysheets.com. 
Awesome. All right. Make your bets. Place your bets at LockBetting.com with our boy. And I want to thank you once again, Billy, for bringing the hot news from London town. Boom. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cody, I got a question for you. What it do, boom. Have you ever taken a CBD product hoping that it would relieve stress or help you sleep? Yes, sir. Were you disappointed? Yes, sir. Well, Via Hemp Company is dedicated to crafting high-strength hemp products you can actually feel. Get this. You have a legal THC product that they can ship to your door in all 50 states. So you can get the THC and the CBD combined in, in this product. These guys have crafted products that promote specific effects such as sleep, pain relief, and even energy. Whether you want gummies, topicals, vapes, or drops, they got you. So head over to their site and improve your daily routine with Via Hemp Company. Visit ViaHemp.com. Dot com and use code K100 for 50% off your first order. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and K100 for 15% off your first order. I love the Bliss gummies. The Bliss Yo. gummies are great to sleep to, great relaxation. Uh, I'm very fond of this, these products. I'm a big fan of CBD. CBD helps you sleep. It helps pain relief. It's And they, they got everything. They got Sleep, energy, all of it. And I've tried them all and they're all great. But I love that the bliss is excellent. So at the beginning when DI was asking me if I had to, I tried other CBD products I worked and I told them no, that wasn't part of the read. That's the truth. The reason I like this because it has some THC in it. And you know what I'm saying? And it gives you that nice little buzz. But I right here have this. I don't know if you can see it, which is the oh, pink the cl- lemonade. And the cloud nine. Yeah. This is very nice. This is very, Cloud very is nice. Excellent too. Bliss and Cloud9 are my favorites. And so, like we've said before, this is stuff we try ourselves. We're not just here hawking it. So, you know, if you want to sleep good, if you want to, um, you know, uh, what was the other ones that they have? They give you energy. Good? They can give you focus. Or there's some like the Cloud9 you can just chill with. If you yeah, want to get... I'm on Cloud9 right now. There if you, you want to get, If you want to get sleep, like extra sleep, Hit the cloud nine or the bliss, and you'll go to sleep earlier. You can, it'll it'll make you feel good, and you'll get a good night's sleep. Because I've done it numerous times, and I love this product. Yeah, and if you don't take or if you don't have gummies too often, or, or drops or anything like that, I actually have these the low dose gummies here that I just got this week, and uh, they're white peach. The taste is good, and uh, you can take take one, eat one, whatever, and you're good. You're not drowsy. You're not bro, that's the first time I've ever heard of that low dose. Yeah. I should have been taking that way back. I, I yeah. always get effed up on, <laughs> you know, edibles. Yeah. yeah. All right. I like those a lot. So, yo, get your gummies, uh, get your sleep on, buy a hemp company. Boom.
Okay, all right, so let's start off with the mailbag. From uh, uh, Brock Miles. Oh, yeah, here we go. Brock Miles, and the subject is, who is the real Scott Steiner? Hello. Years ago, the Miami Dolphins had a Pro Bowl cornerback named Brent Grimes. Conan probably remembers this. Grimes had a wife yeah. named Miko that was completely unhinged on Twitter. She would publicly bury other Dolphins players and coaches. Dolphins ended up cutting Grimes due to his wife. Yeah, she was a, she was a menace on right. social media, would be the best way to describe it. Both of Scott Steiner's sons are pursuing athletic scholarships, while his nephew's in the WWE system. Do you think he has been less outspoken in recent years due to his family? Vince Russo also came out and said that Scott that would only cut promos on guys in the back to build a persona that was good for business. He said the real Scott Steiner is a big softy with a huge heart. So who is the real Scott Steiner? Uh, basically all that that you just said right there. Scott Steiner is kind of like a – Scott liked to – Scott loved to be fired up. Like he was always excited. Like he'd come, like he'd like come in the back, and he'd be pissed off at something, and he'd like yell. He'd be cutting promo yell, and then you would say something funny, and he would just immediately just start laughing. Like, like he was just like, like he could turn his the Scott Steiner on and off, literally like like a flick of a switch. But but he was like, you know, but backstage he was a yeah, he was kind of like a you know. When he was when he was not happy with his creative, he would he would he he let everybody know it. But other than that, I, I I was cool with him. So, but I do not think it's got anything to do with his family. Uh, him like I, I just think it's the fact that he's not wrestling full time anymore. He just mellowed, bro. As you yeah. get older, you mellow. When I was when I saw him in fucking TNA the last two times, he looked like he'd been neutered. And I'm the same way. I'm just you. When you're young, you're full of shit, and you got all this testosterone, and you you think you're a world beater and you think you can never get hurt and you think you never get old and then you find out the truth you know and you, she just got mellow you know and we had really good conversations because he was a different person it's just like bischoff when he was young he was an asshole you know now he's cool as fuck <clears throat> you you get older you just fucking bro you either evolve or you're just the same fucking ignorant rube yeah you know <laughs> next one's from jason turpin subject is cars this is an interesting question Hey, guys, what kind of cars did everyone own back when WCW was scorching hot? What were the top guys like Macho Man driving? If I were to guess, I'd say Conan drove an Escalator, one of those Chevy Suburbans that Tony Soprano drove. And, okay, this guy's going to get us. We're going to suspend this You'd guy. You'd be absolutely this. wrong, dude. Yeah. And Disco, I could totally <laughs> And he says, and Disco, I could totally see you driving a Miata convertible. So we're going to suspend Jason <laughs> Turpin for that, for that comment. For trying to make it sound like I was like a, do they I drove like a girly car. No, of course not. I drove a my entire wrestling career. I leased an Infinity Q45. Those are nice. But, but I don't know what other guys drove because bro, when we're on the road, yeah, we, we were on the cars. road, right? Yeah, yeah, they're driving to the airport. We don't. I don't live in the town that they live in. You know, so it's like no, no I have no clue what guys drove. But man, oh, Hulk had a souped-up car. That said Hulk on it and stuff like he had, like he had a big uh, oh yeah he had like a, whatever that like was, a, right? he yeah. had a big Hummer and he had like a red and yellow like I don't know oh I'll tell you this Corvette Nash Nash drove the same pickup for like years yeah you know like Nash then Nash would get this funny because Nash used to get rentals from the de- from dealerships. They'd like give him a car. I'll never forget. Like Kevin Rudd one time, like returned the car with like twelve thousand miles on it. <laughs> it's like nice. these cars. Yeah, no, my favorite is when wrestlers were late for a flight and they just leave the fucking car there at the airport. Right. Not even right. take it to the. I was yeah. like, come on, dude. Next is from Harry Seward and the somebody's. By the way, what did, what did you drive when you were making money? Well, the first big purchase that I made with a car was a Ferrari, and I. I had two of those, but bro, they were, pain in, 
bro, they're not at the same time, but they're right. a pain in the ass. You can't drive them anywhere. People are always wanting to touch it. You're afraid somebody's going to scratch it. Yeah, fans. Like, yeah, yeah, you just can't bring it anywhere, bro. You can't go to play can't go to the outdoor show. basketball. No way going to the show with that. Right, or even go right. to the movie theater with a Ferrari in the parking lot. Some hater's going to scratch it. So that didn't last too long. But I usually rode around in a Mercedes Benz, which is something that I will be doing uh, probably this year again. I love that car. Uh, next is from Harry Seward, and the subject is bodies in Lake Mead. Hey, boys, Las Vegas is in the middle of a historic drought. Lake Mead has been dy- drying up, and multiple bodies have been found. Uh, at least one of the bodies was stuffed in a barrel, with the mob, which a mob museum called a, shig- a signature mob hit. They expect to find more in the coming months. Disco, what do you think about all this? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't care. I, th- I think Vegas is still, you know, we move. Vegas is always dry. So I don't know, like, you know, it's historic drought. I mean, it's like. Right. It never rains here. So I can, I've, lived here 14, I've lived here 14 years, and I could probably, I mean, no lie. There's a bro, I, I every year, every two years, is, and every two years, there's a big drought in California, and it's right. never affected me in any way. Right. Yeah. So I don't think so, too uh, much about that. Working, you know, in the uh, entertainment industry there, Disco, how is there still mafia? Like, in, no. I, there's nothing, no, they don't no, have the no, hand no, in any no, clubs no, or anything? No, 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 no. Wow. No. Zero. Um, who's the uh, mayor now? Uh, Goodman, I think. Still, is it good? It's Goodman's wife, right? I think. So, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the chick, yeah. Okay. All right. Next is from Michael Kupach, and the subject is serial killers. Hello, gentlemen. Hope all is well. Disco in last week's mailbag, you mentioned you have a fascination with serial killers. I was curious if you had one in particular that you find most fascinating. I've personally, always been inspired by the intrigued by the Zodiac killer. Conan, would you be surprised if one day you found out that someone on the Get My Go show is a serial killer? <laughs> if if one was, what do you think of the name the incel murderer for them? Keep <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Keep up the great work. I've been a Patreon member for six months. It's money well spent. If anyone is on the fence, do it. Completely worth it. Thank you, Michael. That's Michael Kupach. Um, no, I, I, I've I've been treated by the same ones that, that that modeled the Stone Cold Steve Austin character, the Iceman. Oh, the Iceman. That, yeah. he's, that that's the he's by far the most. Of all the serial killers, he's by far the most entertaining because yeah. they, they've interviewed that guy like ton. He's he's just he's just a stone cold killer. You know, it's just fascinating listen, listening to people talk about like that much disregard for human life, with no respect for other person's life, and just to talk about it like it's like it's nothing. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm that's what I'm fascinated. You might want to listen to the John Wayne Gacy tapes. I, yeah, oh, you got you, well, what's that? Is it what's it? What's it's, that on on? Ne- it's on Netflix. It is. I'll yeah. watch that. Yeah, for sure. it's like yeah. a three parter. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, Iceman. Pogo the clown, nothing. Yeah, Ice- was was he weird? What was he like? Normal or what? What, what was his deal? Well, you're gonna if you're weird if you're doing what he was doing, but he was normal, like in 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 the community. Like he was a he had power, he had juice. He was yeah. like they had like these white boy elk clubs, you right. know how right. fucking. And he was like a he 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 was friends with politicians, and yeah, he was always trying to put G- himself pictures over. Pictures with Jimmy Carter and stuff. And I think he was kind of like a closet you know gay yeah. and he 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 would fucking cruise the chicago streets the gay section and bring young guys over to his house and torture them bro yeah. like and really it's fascinating how he was hide really that. sick and yeah. you yeah. should hear him talking about it he don't give a fuck right you know and the uh, fbi was following him everywhere and he would run away from them and he's a wild one bro yeah 
Next one's from Eduardo Ramirez. The subject is Ultimate Dragon Question. Hey, guys. Eddie from Sol- Soldad, California. Fan of the show. Been listening for a while. Thank you. It's been a while since I heard the disco list. Hope to hear it again soon. You know what? Let's put that on the on the slate next week. We'll have the disco list next week. Cool. Finally, my question. Ultimate Dragon made an appearance at Triple Mania. Oh, did he really? Yeah. It's interesting. It was cool seeing him on the show. I was already a fan of him seeing him back in, in WCW. I can't recall you guys sharing any Ultimate Dragon stories. Got any good ones? How was he in and out of the ring? Thanks, Eddie from Soledad. I'll tell you this about Ultimate Dragon. He was very well versed. Now, I don't want to use the word versed, but he could work excellent lucha, excellent Japanese strong style, excellent American style. He like had he like knew like he was he had his like he wrestled all over the world at a very high level against all the high level workers in every you know in, in every type of promotion and was excellent in in every aspect of it. Uh, he was very respectful, very respected. When I did when I worked for uh, Tori Yuman that he was running a when we did a, a show at a baseball stadium where it was me and Latin Lover and Tokyo Magnum against these um three yeah. the FBI the FBI they were called they're like an Italian gimmick right yeah the Milano it, Collection. Right, the Milano collection, yes. Hmm. So when we did the show, okay, the day before the show, bro, they he he's like the he's like the kingpin there. He would like sit in his chair, you'd come in front and you'd you do the match in front, explain what what you're doing in the match. Like you walk through your match for him. And like he'd tell okay, that's gonna he just gives thumbs up and thumbs down and every you know whatever. But he was like a you know, just 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 very respectful, very well respected, excellent worker in all all dis- disciplines of, of professor as you want to call it, American, Japanese, Mexican. And the guy was just great. You know? No, I hadn't seen dragon in around 15 years or something like that. And I started, we started around the same time in El Toreo de Cuatro Caminos, which was this promotion in, in Mexico. And I was simply mesmerized by him because he came in with a trio with this other guy called Naoki and another guy called Sano. And I'd never seen three guys that he was real, real young. So they were very flexible, very quick, very original, very creative. Bro, I love that trio. And every time I went to wrestling matches that I was on and they were on, I would have always watched their match. We became really good friends. And every time he came to Tijuana, he'd come to San Diego and I'd help him go to like Yardage City and shit and help him find material for his outfit. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because um, we always used to make fun of Mean Mascaras, the way he acts and talks, because he's like, a you know, in, in the wrestling world, everybody knows he can be a big diva. And he would always tell me, Mean Mascaras, Mean Mascaras is this. And he would go like that with his fingers. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, what the fuck does that mean? And it meant that in Japanese, when you do this, it means you have a big head. So every time, so every time I <laughs> even I'd, knew Mil Maskis had a big head, right? <laughs> yeah. So every time we would see each other, we'd go like that. Or every time I'll meet a Japanese guy, because you know how they're very polite. Mm-hmm. I go, I hear that you, and they go, no, right. no, 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 no. I, go, I hear that you. We're not, <laughs> yeah. you know, or right. I'll or I'll call or I'll call him a Chinese guy, and they'll get hot. Right. <laughs> you Chinese? No, 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 Japanese. I go, they're telling me a Chinese, dude. No, 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 Japanese, you know. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, all right. So next is from. Um... And you have to. And, and in, in the 90s, when you had the great workers like Ray Mysterio, Psychosis, Chris Jericho, you know, that group Liger, he was in there. All right. This is an interesting one from Neil D'Souza. Subject to Shane Helms' pardon. Dear Disco, greetings from India once again. As a longtime fan of Shane Helms, I hereby submit the application to remove him from your world-infamous disco list in light of his exemplary humanitarian efforts towards recovering your hacked Instagram account. I believe that this is the right time for you to show your magnanimity, mag- 
magnanimity and pardon him by taking him off the list. This generous move from your side will show Shane Helms the error of the pa- his past ways and he will not do anything to antagonize you in the years to come. Conan and Joe, I believe that both of you will side with me on this petition for mercy. Thanks, Neil D'Souza. Absolutely not. And you're suspended from the mailbag for a week. Oh, and for even, and for even, even you broke a lot of protocols here, Neil. <laughs> what an idiot. She's sorry for, for the men. You know, that that is we are very concrete that we do not take suggestions. Right. All right. And that we will never waver on that. All right. right. So if you, by offering that suggestion. And for you to assume that I would side with you on anything is also a kazoo. So, yeah. So then, then suspension. So uh, V444, the subject is Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker versus The Rock and Stone Cold. So, yeah, Thunder Rosa was doing an interview recently and dropped this classic line. Um, let me read it to you, Conan. This is actually pretty funny. Um, she, uh, it's up on the screen. It, it, I, every match that, that we talked about her and Britt Baker, every match we had, it escalated to the next level. At first we had our match. It was a regular match at beach break. Then we had the, the tag matches in the blow off the lights out match, the rivalry that we had. It's real. Now that they took the title from her, it's not something that's going to end. It's like the rock and stone cold, something similar or Trish and Lita, something of that sort. Something is never going to end. Our matches were definitely more physical in terms of female wrestling. We pushed a lot of boundaries. That I didn't think people were used to seeing women in the mainstream media doing something of that sort, especially on the last one. I probably watched it 10 times. I cannot tell you the amount of pain that everyone that was part of that match went through. From the wrestlers to the referees, it was very intense. And we definitely we had an opportunity to elevate women's wrestling to, women's wrestling to another level with it. Um, well, that's, you know, I mean, it's definitely not Stone Cold or Rock, but I did not get that out of their feud at all. I thought I thought those matches were. I think know. the key line here is something that is never going to end. If that's what you're right. saying, okay, okay, maybe it never will end. But it is nothing, and it reminds me nothing of Trish and Lita or The Rock and Stone Cold. Well, let me finish the mail. It says I get that all wrestlers want to put themselves over by saying stuff like this. Just has the opposite effect and makes the wrestler look dumb instead. K100, what what say you? I mean, bro, let me let me tell you something. When, when wrestlers try to put themselves over, it's like I don't really. You know, it's like I, I see what you're trying to do. She's trying to promote herself. She's trying to promote the Brit Baker. She's trying, you know, but like, but I definitely don't did not see their feud as elevating women's wrestling. You know that, that I did not get that from that feud at all. So I, you know, whatever. Um, but that's just me. You know, she can have her opinion. I can't mind. Uh, this is an interesting one. This guy might get get um, get suspended for this one. Uh, the subject is um, from Dublin, 1990. The subject is Disco the Traitor. All right, lads, what's the story? Love the show and hope you're all well. I've recently seen – recently seen. I like how the, the Irish speak like that, like people – the. Uh, they say, I've recently seen an old TNA clip where Disco is wearing a United shirt. He now claims to be a Liverpool fan. What's up with that? As a United fan, I'm very offended. You can't change your football team. Kind regards is Kengo from Dublin. Um I believe if if I was on a TNA show and I was wearing a United shirt, it's because we were in like a place where they hated Manchester United. Probably was just wearing it for heel heel stuff. Like that, that's what I would usually. If you if I'm wearing you wearing a jersey, you're either right. you're a baby can, face, you're in the town, or you're a heel in right. the, in the town of the right. Either that's putting different. it over, or you're bearing it, or somebody gave it to you. Did you ever work right. for TNA? I became England, a Chelsea though? fan only because one of the players gave me the shirt. And then I was like, all right, well, this guy's pretty cool. And then I started following the team and I got into it, you right. know, and I was wearing the shirt everywhere. But go ahead. Hey, what were you and Billy arguing about when it comes to European football? Oh, he hates. Like you guys he were going back Liverpool. and forth. Hates Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, those United just do with the passion, you know, so it's like I think it's just, I just think it's funny because, like, if Liverpool 
wins all four of these things, he's Billy's going to lose it because <laughs> the United fans are just they're on edge rooting no, against. They, they just they beat Chelsea yeah. too. Yeah, they got the, the, right. the finals. Yeah, <laughs> in so a shootout. So yeah, these guys are all pissed. The the the, the, the haters yeah. of Liverpool are having break that mental breakdowns right now because they're if Liverpool wins another couple, another two of these things, they're gonna they're gonna lose it. So next is from Heartbreak Kid Trent, and the subject is mailbag question. Hello to the crew again. It's Trent Burrell. Disco, you didn't say my name last last name right, but all love. Wanted to ask if you guys seen the Lakers show that they have on HBO Max and any thoughts and input. Peace. P.S. Keep up the dope content. Uh, you've been watching that, haven't you, Conan? Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Because I haven't watched it yet. I like it a lot. Um, I don't understand. The other day it was like uh, I heard when you gave me that clip of um, Eric Bischoff and Hunt and Conrad, mm-hmm. which I think we use as a cold open, right, Joe? Yes, we did. Um, uh, he said, oh, yeah, for us it's a pu- appointment viewing, you know, winning time every week, me and my wife. Bro, you could go on HBO Max for free and watch the whole thing in one day. Right. But anyways, it's fucking great. I can't wait Michael Thompson to come on because there's a couple of things I want to ask him if it happened the way that they said it happened. And it's just weird because Jerry, you know, Jerry West, they kind of make him look like kind of like a bitch sometimes, kind of crazy sometimes. Well, he's suing. Kinda, he's suing oh, is them. he? Yeah, he's right. suing them for, for, for the way he was portrayed on the show. Oh, right. Yeah. They kind of show him kind of <laughs> so, they, yeah. they kind of show him kind of goofy. Dr. Jerry Buss is just a fucking playboy with a lot of balls and he's a guy that brought pizzazz. He's a brother brought show center. You know who he wanted as his coach at one time? Who? Jerry Tarkanian. Really? And he went to Vegas to go find him and Tarkanian didn't want to go with him and they were like in this club and everybody was showing Tarkanian love and he was like, why would I want to leave Las Vegas? Look at the love I get here. Look at how I'm treated. He goes, well, they'll love you in L.A. He goes, nah, man, it's going to. And then his uh, his manager goes, well, it's going to take two or three times to pay him what he's getting paid now. And Bus goes, I'll pay you 10 times that. And he goes, well, he's going to need a car. He goes, okay, what do you want? A Rolls Royce. I'll give you a Rolls Royce. How about my wife? I'll give you one for her, too. He was not going to take a no. And I guess the Italian mob was somehow mixed up in all of this, and they kind of warned Jerry Tarkanian. I don't know if he owed the money, if he was signed up with them. They never got into details, but he kind of got a warning from the Italian mob that you can't go to the pros, you know. Wow. But he was going to do – and so then he got Jack McLeod or whatever his fucking name is from Portland. He's a guy that actually came up with Showtime. And then Riley implemented it. People think it was Riley. And bro, and 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 Jabbar was a weirdo, kind of like fucking Cena. You know, he was like a... Yeah, he's like in the Zen and stuff and all that shit. Right, like and that, then yeah. they they actually show uh, uh, him, and he was very disrespectful to Magic Johnson. They treated him like shit. Norm Nixon treated him like shit. And all the black guy, all the brothers on the on the team were jealous of Magic because he had a relationship with Jerry Buss. And they're like, bro, you can't be hanging out with the white boy like that. You know, like you're his puppet. And and it's really fascinating. Yeah. You bro. know, and I'm going to start sh- watching it. I'm going to start watching Yeah, and they showed yeah. Spencer Haywood when they really needed him. You know, he got back on the crack pipe. And if you remember, Spencer Haywood was the first guy that came from high school to pros hmm. before anybody else, you know. So um, very interesting. Plus, Bird was a tremendous jackoff. I mean, Larry Bird. Yeah, he treated the press like shit, and they loved him. And the Magic was all smiles, and they didn't like him because he was a brother. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. pretty good. It's, I just want to know how much of this is true, and 
what Michael Thompson's take on this is because he was yeah. a Laker. Yeah. Who was the guy you yeah. said Haywood came from high school? Spencer Haywood. Yeah. Because the first guy I remember is Garnett, and that was like I guess they no, they changed no no no, no I'm uh, saying Rose, I, th- yeah. I think Dockett, they they changed the rule. Uh, Malone, changed Malone the rule. did it before Garnett. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I mean, yeah. I think there was a basketball. There was a time period where they restricted people coming in from high school, and then they lifted it again, like in the '90s for some reason. Next is from Paul Reed, and the subject is Conan is lobbying hard for a job again. Hey, gang, seriously, how low can one fall and still claim they have integrity? I pity you guys for having to keep calm over Conan's I want a job claims. Conan said that Kenny Omega reminds him of the late, great Eddie Guerrero. How in the actual F? Conan is a pride example of weed having negative after effects. I just do not see how Omega and Eddie are alike. Just know. Eddie's expressions felt real. Omega looks like an effing idiot. Eddie's anger was genuine in his promos. Omega feels like feels like a goof, etc. Seriously, seriously embarrassing Conan has become. Questions <laughs> for Disco and Joe. Do you think Omega and Eddie are alike? And if so, or not so, how? For Conan, how are Omega and Eddie alike? Thanks for reading my email. Conan, this guy takes vicious shots at you in the, over right. this. Over this. So Let we'll me start let's... off with this. Okay. Pat Reed, you can eat a dick. Paul Reed. Number two, whatever the fuck his name <laughs> is. Number two, bro, I knew Eddie since he started. I wrestled him. I went up and down the fucking towns with him. I don't even think you've ever fucking met him. Okay. In the ring, they had a very similar style. Yes, they're different personalities. Eddie had tons more personality than Kenny. But Kenny can cut a good promo every now and then, especially if he's with, with fucking uh, Don. But I've seen him do it by himself. Uh, it's not his strong point. But in the ring, he was on Eddie's level. Okay? And for you to insult me, I must value your opinion, which I don't. So, again, eat a dick on your way out. But go ahead, you guys. <clears throat> well, I don't think – I mean – I don't think uh, Omega's as good as Eddie. I've, I've said in the past, Eddie's, Eddie Guerrero's the best, the, the best professional wrestler I've ever shared a ring with. So that's so, so yeah, and so, I so would agree. Yeah, right. So he's he's the best. He so reminds me of Eddie. I didn't right. say he was better but, than. No, no, right, yeah, were, yeah. That, that's, he right. reminds that's, me of Eddie. He's in that elite category. Yeah. Um, as a wrestler. Right. So and that's, if this that's, motherfucker that's, doesn't think so, then you don't know shit about wrestling. Yeah. To me, Paul. Yeah, yeah and I've never re- I've never wrestled Kenny Omega. So I can't I can't compare him and Eddie because I've 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 wrestled Eddie you know probably a dozen times. So as far um, as like uh, seeing you know crispness in the ring and like flowing and everything like Kenny's never not where he's supposed to be you know from from my opinion. So to me they're similar. Well, they're just different. They're similar in that way. I really don't give a fuck. I just told you I've watched both of them. I wrestled Eddie. I've seen Kenny enough. And Kenny is one of the greatest wrestlers I've ever seen. If you don't like him because he wrestled a doll or because he looks fruity or whatever the fuck your problem is with that guy, I can tell you this. Looks aren't everything because he's the most professional motherfucker I've ever met. And he's a pleasure to fucking do business with. And that's all I fucking care about. Fuck the other bullshit. All right. Next. All right. Next is from Mike Durbin. Subject to StarCast All right. Five. Wait one second. Wait one second. I don't even know what the question is. Go ahead. Subject is Starcast Five. Hi there, hi there, man, men. Hey there, men. Remember the hey there, man thing that we. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, it was just announced that Starcast will return this summer. Mark it down your calendars, July 29th to 31st in Nashville, Tennessee, over SummerSlam weekend. If you recall, the very first Starcast in Chicago is 2018, is where I first met Conan and Disco, and wonderful friendship was born. Are you two legends open to appearing at Starcast? I'm going to predict. Glenn says, "I work. I have a job. I can't take a weekend off." You got it. 
because <laughs> I work, I have a job, I can't take a weekend off. I'm not going to Starcast. Um, I will say this: remember, remember, Conan when we met Durbin. What he was, no. he was there with. Uh, the, don't you remember Starcast? He was there with Hambone. With him and Hambone, and then they were just marks that listened to Russo's podcast, and they wanted us to get them VIP. Oh, that's right, of, and they were <laughs> mad because we wouldn't hang out with them. <laughs> right, you know, like, like right, like the only. There's no way I would hang out with you guys. The only reason I hang out with Joe is because he's on the podcast. But oh, right. you that's are not awful. guys I would hang out with. Let me just say that. Yeah. Okay. Next is from. Um, uh, Next is from Preston Sharp, and somebody's kicked Sonny out of the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Once again, their man. Oh, the, oh here's the their man guy, Preston Sharp. Okay. Sonny has been sent for jail for drunk driving, this time leading to the death of someone you know what I'm saying and stuff and everything, their man. The Hall of Fame is already controversial enough with murders like Jimmy Snooker, their man, and rapists like Mike Tyson and Donald Trump and stuff, and everything being members. But is Sonny the right person to be removed? You know what I'm saying? Hogan got removed for dropping the N-word, their man. So why not for Sonny for killing someone while drunk? And buddy, 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 if you don't want to drink alcohol or take drugs, just don't do them. There, man, and stuff and everything. I hope Sonny has to spend the rest of her life eating a hairy box oh. for cheap smokes and stuff and everything. You know what I'm saying there, man? Jesus. That's JVD snuffs the rooster. Okay. And this is interesting. This submission of this email was submitted right after the Durban email. Huh. Interesting. Interesting placement, okay? Um, but Sonny's a mess. I feel bad. You know, I, I mean, honestly, people are just giving her hate left and right, but that girl's got serious problems. Serious alcohol You know, she's got problems, serious, yeah. serious problems. Out with alcohol, drugs, it's just she's a mess. And it's like it's too bad. Well, I had seen her at this um, – I don't know if I told you this whole story, but – I know you had heat with – you, you You cut a vicious promo on her one time. Yeah. Right. And we played on the show. Right. Well, because she deserved it. And so, um, so, but it wasn't anything personal. It was more for entertainment pur- purposes because I didn't know her. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so uh, they had this party with our boy, Sean Jacoby of Icon Autographs, um, good friend. And she had that backyard party where Buff showed up and she showed up and ADR showed up. And, but he had a lot of people there. And so her boyfriend was with her, some guy, I don't know the fuck this guy is. And he was like, hey, man, you know, Sonny doesn't really hurt by the stuff you've said on, on the podcast. It really mean a lot to me, you know, man to man. If you at least tell her, you know, something, she's afraid to go. I was like, I don't want her to fucking hate me. So, you know, I went over there and I just told her, hey, you know, no personal shit. It's just entertainment. You know, maybe I went overboard. My bad. And I apologized. Uh, and I and I How saw How long ago was, was this? like uh, six to eight months ago or something maybe less i remember you talking about the the party so i don't i yeah. don't remember this okay go ahead yeah, less than a year ago right and bro she went up into the ring and she cut a great promo so did buff which i couldn't believe it because he was uh-huh. like really in no shape he he cut it on brian cage and brian cage who's not known for doing good promos cut a great promo on buff i was like Bro, this is a birthday party. These guys are really getting some good shit, you know? Yeah. And uh, But anyways, Sean Jacoby always does it upright. Shouts out to him one more time. But by the end of the night, Sean was complaining about it because he was telling me she was a super pain in the ass to work with, you know? Right. And, like, he didn't want to work with her again, you know? So, yeah, she does have problems, whatever they are. She needs help, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, so at the end of the day... She should be in some sort of 
I'm assuming she's already been to rehab, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's going know, to jail man. now, probably. Yeah. Oh, Jeff, so, they, so, they revoked her bail. Yeah, yesterday. she's in jail. Yeah. So do, yeah, you think she was she, no... do you think due to this incident, she should be taken out of the Hall of Fame, though? And the guy, the guy being a goofball, he is, but he listed several examples like Snooker. I don't, I don't care. You, yeah, okay, I mean, it's I not can a big give deal, a rat's but, ass about yeah. the Hall of Fame. And yeah. you, you know, well, I'm on record. At the end of the day, you know, it's like, you know, everybody's going to have something that they fucked up on. Right. So we're going to take everybody out of the Hall of Fame or are we just going to take people out for murders and drunk driving and racial epithets and whatever? We're going to pick and choose who we let in. Okay, then if that's the case, then what are the parameters? What are the rules? My whole feeling is if you voted them in and you already know that they were drunk or they are a drunk or they that's a stain on them. That's a stain they got to live with, you know. I'm not a big fan of if you put somebody in the Hall of Fame, taking them out later, but it th- doesn't change my life any, you right. know, any, yep. yeah. Cody, yeah. guess what? What to do, boom. We got a new sponsor, Clover Live. This time, yeah. Clover Live, Clover Live helps you find people nearby who share your interests and want to chat now. You can live stream your special moments, live chat with your friends, make video calls and watch the hottest streams. Whether you're into sports talk, music, or just meeting beautiful people, Clover has something for everyone. Drinking, dancing, gaming, chatting, just one tap to go live or watch others' lives. Whether you're out on errands or home alone, anytime, night or day, there's always someone to share your moment. Some of the app features are live chats with thousands of talented streamers locally and worldwide, and you can go live instantly and build a following and earn cash. You can chat with other users and meet new people, and private live video chat. It's a great way to make friends, every night's a party, find your tribe, find people that share the same interests with you, kill boredom with friends on the go wherever you are. It's way more fun than other streaming apps, so don't miss out. It's all happening over at Clover Live. Don't wait. Join Clover Live. Broadcast your life, gain new followers, get gifts, and be an icon. Download Clover on App Store or Google Play. So here's some testimonials. Streaming on Clover has been so much fun, I'm very thankful that I get to be part of the community. Time just flies by and it's nothing short of wonderful. Another says, I got sick of swiping random profiles on dating apps. I find Clover's live streaming where I can intently interact with real people, not bots. You know, there's a big thing about bots these days. Elon Musk is trying to buy Twitter and they said there's only 5% bots and they found out that Joe Biden and half his followers are fake. Somebody else said it's fun to go live and meet new friends. I've already hung out with a few Clover friends. Great app to play around on. Another one said Clover is more than a dating app. It's a singles app. Come join the party and make new friends while you find a date. Whether it's making new friends, dating, or finding love, Clover can be used by everyone. I have met a few people. Actually, I met some fans of this show. So that was interesting. And uh, just trying is to spread the word about it. Yeah. Is there a Get My Go forum where people can go and like listeners of Get My Go can chat and like share all their, their wonderful experiences with each other? Can you find no, that yeah, in there? No Get My Go uh, forum yet, but I would recommend it to Mike Durbin as he is single and he's ready to mingle. So check out the Clover dating app. Well, check it out on the uh, on the Google Play. Download Clover on App Store or Google Play. Yeah, so, yo, you want some, you know, there's a lot of stuff there. People on there talking about sports, about wrestling. If you want to date, if you're into the singles thing, uh, you know, go check it out. It's a new chat thing that Joe told us about. and He put it over, so we're... We're uh, giving it a try. Join it. Let us know your experiences with it. I'm going to get on it this week just to kind of be a voyeur and lurk in and listen on what's going on. So uh, get your dating on. uh, Get your sports uh, friends on here. Meet new people. A lot of people lonely during the pandemic. A lot of lonely wrestling fans. That's for damn sure. Go check it out at Clover. Boom. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let me just say this. Uh, I thought the show had a pretty good pacing and flow and everything until like the women's match. But we'll right. get to that when we get to it. All right. All right. So let's talk. Well, this is the uh, so it starts off with Samoa Joe versus Johnny Elite. Uh, it's just Johnny Morrison. I I mean, they had a couple botch, couple Johnny Elite had a couple dives that didn't, didn't look too good, but Samoa Joe beat him yeah. in eleven minutes. And like, and then, so he was the Joker. Like, I just think it's kind of weird. That, like, you keep promoting the Joker, keep promoting the Joker. Like, the Joker, who's the Joker? And the Joker showed up and just got beat. By the way, the, uh, <laughs> the AEW on TV Twitter. Mm-hmm. Put up a picture of him and put "Welcome Johnny Gargano." Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god! So immediately after the match, this is this is a pop for me because I Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, two of my favorite guys in the wrestling business. Okay, they come in and attack Joe. I love it that that Sanjay Dutt is like an agent behind the scenes too, and he has he keeps the pencil in his ear the whole time. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I just think that's hysterical. He's out there beating the guy up, and he's got the pencil in his ear still. Then uh, the giant Indian guy comes in. What's his name? Sotman Singh. So then Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, and Rocky Romero. I don't know how they laid this out. <clears throat> the heels should have been getting the heat. Those guys hit with the chairs. Those guys scatter very quickly because those guys got chairs, and you take wild swings at them, and, but you can't hit them. When they did the – do you watch this running – they ran in, like ran in and stopped in the middle of the ring and like held the chairs at them in, th- in a threatening fashion. And they didn't like bow out right away. They kind of stood there and then they then they they powdered. And it's like I thought that did you did you notice that or did you not do not really notice that? If I noticed what? If you we noticed what you you went out there a minute. If I noticed what exactly what? How, kind of the awkward out again. Well, yeah, it was an awkward out, and then. Um, this is what I have to say. Johnny did get a good ovation. People mm-hmm. really looked liked great. him. Looked like yeah. a star. Yeah. yeah, it looked like always. Looks like a star in great shape. And they were a little bit clunky, klutzy right. at the beginning, like choppy. You know what I'm saying? And right. then as the match picked up, it got better. Um, bro, straight up. I mean, Tremberet and the other guy, they look like the job squad. Uh, Rocky Romero at least looks somewhat cool, but the other two just look like yeah. Nobody, bro. Especially they the guy like doesn't stars. have long hair. He doesn't have long hair anymore. Yeah, they don't come off as stars. Shape. They don't right. look like stars. They don't dress like stars. They don't talk like stars. And you know, and that was a weird out. You know. Yeah. Um, um. So you sent me a. You tagged me in an interview backstage, uh, a vignette. Yeah. That Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy did with the Young Bucks. Right. So then they did kind of like a very similar. Right. One to the one that was on YouTube backstage here. So Lexi Nair spoke briefly with Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. Jeff was seated on a trainer's table and had his ribs taped. The Young Bucks uh, showed up, causing Nair to walk off. Matt Jackson told Jeff he didn't need to go through his match against Adam Cole, and Jeff told him to give it up with the Christian AFBS. I didn't I didn't get that. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. He, is, he, is Jeff Hardy a Christian or something? Or? No, the Bucks Yeah, what, what, where was that from? Christian. I guess he was commenting on their oh, religious they are? 
Yeah, they're oh, known. Okay. Oh, they're, oh, so it's yeah. the Bucks are crazy. Oh, they are. Oh, I didn't. I had no yeah. idea. Okay. Matt Hardy said the Bucks are Hardy. Matt Hardy said the Bucks are Hardy cross players. He said Cole won't be the only one to get his ass kicked if the Bucks try to get involved in the match. Um, what did you think about this? I thought it was great because I liked the first one I sent you. Mm-hmm. It was a really good promo. Matt, finally, you can tell he's believing in what he's saying. The other shit he was doing, the private party, private right. party meets Andrade. That was whack. I think he knew it and his heart wasn't into it, but he was like, fuck it, I'm getting paid. But now he's back with his brother and he's like, all right, shit's on. And they're, and they're saying a good story that I like. Hey, you guys are a bunch of pussies. And there's no way you would have made it what we went through in WWE back in the day, which is what a lot of guys really do think about today's generation. Right. A lot of these guys, there's no way I don't give a fuck what you say. Not all of them, but the majority of them, there's no way they would have lasted in our locker room. No way. Right. They're right. too sensitive. They're too fucking snowflake-ish. They're too fucking pussies. Straight up. Yeah, That's basically the story he's telling, yeah. um, which is not a bad story here. But no. I do. I, I'm still not a fan of this. I do. I don't like them dressing just to dress like heels. Just I like it. I I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. But you like it fine. Okay. So CM Punk comes out. Uh, makes his entrance with, with abortion rights or human rights T-shirt. All right. Let me tell um, you something about that shirt. <laughs> what they should have done is. Do you remember uh, Sting's old entrance when he would come out and like it would be snowing? Yeah. They should have looked right. like that to see him punk when he came out, the little snowflakes coming down <laughs> with, with a shirt. <laughs> what the? I mean, come on. It's not a bad, not a bad idea, <laughs> right? It's not the first um, time you right. that because the last time they were in Texas, you wore a shirt that said, you know, when you get these, you can tell us what to do, tell them what to do with them or something. It's a picture of ovaries. So, all right. So, so I just want to make a point. I'm, I'm, I do want to make a point here. Okay. I mean, when a man's making all these statements about women's abortion rights, I'm like, who I don't are you even, trying to get over with? Right. And then, like, come on. It's like, this is a, you know, this is a wrestling show. I don't give a rat's ass about that shit. Right. Not, I'm not on my wrestling show, right? Um, unless you go make an angle out of it. Like, the thing is, bro, bro, if he wants to wear a shirt like that, Adam Page is going, yeah, well, bro, you want to come out here and be a social justice warrior? Do you want, or do you want to fight? I'd make light of it. If he's wants, if he's he's making yeah, light of it, I, I have the a shirt, feeling that's not where they're going with this. Right, they're not. But I would, I would, you know, yeah, I would say if, if you go wear that, I would. My character would right. would would call you out for wearing that. You know, what right. I'm saying that's my my character would. You know, and like he's a cowboy, kind of like a redneck, should be like a right. maybe a right wing character. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A Texas cowboy would look at that guy, you know, like make start making fun of him. Oh, you're a snowflake, you know, right? Yeah, but he's the mil- right. he's the millennial cowboy though. So right. He, that's right. He had the rainbow shirt thing on that the one. Right. Yeah, right. Oh god. All right. So okay, so I just want to make a point here. He'd, this, he'd probably say, Hey, do you got another shirt in my size? <laughs> all right. So this I'm just making this is a, a criticism they have every week, right? They've right. all they've ton of ton of talent on the show. In the first match, we have we had Samoa Joe, who's basically kind of a Ring of Honor talent, but whatever, against a guy that didn't even work in the company until this was his first night. Our second match, we have the world champion wrestling. I have no idea who this guy is. Konosuke Takashita. Takashita. Do you know anything about this guy? Who, who now, is, who? I had heard a lot about him because he's from that DDT promotion in Japan where I guess Omegas came from and the Golden yeah, Lover he, guy, Ibushi. Yeah. And I'd been hearing for over a year now, how good this guy is, you know, how great he is, blah, blah, blah. I was expecting to see something like a Phoenix, you know, somebody like that. But right. 
He was good. He was a good, solid worker, you know, tall guy. You know, looked good. Good, 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 good yeah, looking good physique. Good, right, looked good, could move, but he was in nothing. Like, I expected something bigger or better, I guess. I don't know. Right. It's like I'm, not, I'm zero interested. I was like, who is right, the But the match was not bad. So they start well. They st- I don't know. I don't know if it was or not because they started off with the with the exchanging the forearm spots. I just fast forwarded to the end. Right. Um, but well, I noticed I, at the I end, I did see it. The storyline in the end was last week. Uh, Punk did the buckshot lariat to win a match. So this this week, this guy did the GTS. So I like traded, that. Traded, traded, yeah. Um. So in response to Page using his finisher, Punk said imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and he loved it. He plugged the pay-per-view and then removed his headset, and Punk stood on the stage and held up his arms while Page stared at him. Page grabbed his title belt, went to the ramp, and held it up, and Punk approached Page and held up his arms again. Page walked around Punk, and they continued to stare at one another. Page that eventually seems to be the new, the new out these days, dirty looks, because <laughs> they right. did that in another match. So they we'll did get right. to it. <laughs> right. Um, but I, but to me, this this angle is still kind of flat. I'm not. There's not a lot of personal. They could have made personal issue out of it. When he went out with that shirt, he called him out. Well, you want to be a social? They, they could have made this more personal as opposed to, oh, you did my finish. Well, I'll do your finish. Which is like, all right, that's not to me. That's not deep, you know. Um, video. Oh, <laughs> what'd you think about this Fuego del Sol interview? He's been talking about. He's been calling out the House of Black. He was joined by <laughs> Evil Uno and Ten, and they hyped a six-man tag match for Rampage. What'd you think? Well, it's hard. To, it's hard to take him personally. He looks like a little kid that's wearing, you know, somebody's mask and <laughs> right. talking into the mirror. Talking mean, just, right? He, yeah, right. <laughs> and then the other two guys from the Dork Order. I don't even know what their names is. I guess one of them might be Ten because he's got a whole bunch of shit on his chest. Yeah, and the other mask. guy. Huh? Ten's in the mask. Yeah. The, the other mask. You know, not the guy that's not Uno. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck they are, and I really don't care. How yeah. about that? Right. And so, you know, why would I care? And then, you know, he, they try to make him off as, you know, Fuego is like he has a chance against these guys when the guy <laughs> always loses. It's like, why is this guy on TV so much? He's, he's not entertaining. Look at all the talent, all the people you have on your roster. And I'm going, why are yeah. they tr-? like, like I said, like it's the next match. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland against the work horsemen, JD Drake and Anthony Henry. Bro, you know like, what this match looked like to know. me? And I'm not kidding. It looked like, remember how I told you last week, it looked like the father and son, like, you know, Keith yeah. Lee was Swerve's right. dad. Right. Like this guy came out with his son. Right. Okay, because he had like good, gray hair. That's a good analogy. That's yeah. a good analogy. <laughs> like me, and my son, go get you, you, your son. Yeah. <laughs> so they squash him, and then we get, then we get an they extended squashed him, and that's what it needed to be. By the way, why is Keith? Why did Keith Lee do the talking here? Because after the match, Keith Lee talks about, "Well, it I looks like limited. it looks like yeah. we're now in the top five. And that means I'm just waiting for that to come up. Yeah. And that means that we're due for a title match. And so then, of course, so thank God when Ricky Hobbs came out, uh, Ricky Starks came out with Hobbs. I'm like, oh, good. Thank thank you. So so Starks came out, uh, buries these guys on the mic again. So then Christian and AEW Tag Team Champions Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus make their entrance. And like like you said, especially in situations like this where Cage is doing all the talking, they right. look like they have no, they have zero in common with, with each other. Right. Like Jungle Boy doesn't have anything in common with Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus doesn't have anything in common with Jungle Boy. And Cage has – nobody right. has anything in common with anybody. Right. Right? <clears throat> so uh, they basically – Cage – Called for a three-way for the tag titles at Double or Nothing, and then also called for a three-way with Jungle Boy versus Strickland versus Starks. And and the, the guy that writes this, I, I don't know if he's actually thinking this is like a was part of the angle, 
But Jason Powell writes, it said he says a uh, Jungle Boy looked surprised. It's like I didn't notice that. Like, I didn't notice that either. Yeah, right. no, let me <laughs> but, tell you, there were six guys out there. One that was in the WWE, and the two that are holding the tag team champions. And to me, only two came off as stars: Swerve and Ricky Swerve. Starks. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um. So next, yeah, Tony Schiavone. You mentioned the Dark Order before. I just wanted to say that that Stu Grayson left the company. Ooh. He was from the Dark Order, the bald guy. Yeah, he left the company. And, uh, Evil Uno tweeted something about how he's going back to Canada, so I, maybe he's on his way out too. <laughs> Big <laughs> deal. <laughs> Tony Schiavone. Okay, so the Kmart Divas are backstage. Tony Schiavone interviews Chris Statlander, who looked like like we talked earlier, uh, looked like she bought her clothes at Target. Red Velvet actually had on. I mean, it wasn't like you know, like an expensive looking thing, but it looks, you know, the black outfit that looks kind of right. sexy. It's right? all right. It's a little it's bit better, right. but. Velvet reminds me of Fuego. It's like she gets a lot of TV time for somebody that I find zero entertaining. And and they're not going to build your character development with these, you know, saying three sentences back and forth backstage in interviews. Like these, these are these these backstage vignettes are they last like one minute and they're right. just a waste they of time. Accomplish in the accomplish absolutely nothing. nothing they accomplish nothing. And really, I know people must think I have something personal against them. I don't. She needs to get rid of Velvet. She needs to get rid of the manager. She don't need those yeah, guys, well, bro. Talk, So Jay Cargill shows up with Mark Sterling and Kara Hogan. I don't know what, you know, the baddies or whatever. And she recalled Statlander and Velvet being friends and says Velvet needs a real leader. And she told – this was an – I don't know why you – know, she told Tavani to cut the shit before she leaving She always her tells team him that. Yeah. Oh, she says cut the shit every time? Yeah. That's I didn't kind know of that. her line to him. Yeah. Okay, well, she looks like a million bucks. And, right. you know, so when, when she, she commands – like when she's on the screen with all those Attention. other girls, you're right. looking right at her. Right at her, know? right. Not, like, bro, and nothing she's, else. She's freaking – it's weird. She's like jacked, but she's, she's, she's sexy. I'm, not, yeah. I'm really not usually and a she's fan tall. of like muscle. Right, because you got good muscles, yeah. like shoulders and you're arms right. and she's, stuff. Right. But it's weird. She has sex appeal, though, not kind of like the manly – Yeah. But, you know, it's weird. It's just, yeah, she got a good, great yeah. look, you know? Yeah, yeah great look. Uh, so MJF and Spears make their entrance. Uh, they get a good, like I said, this is one of my favorite combos because Spears is really doing Shit. the douchebag heel stuff very well. Um, they taunted the fans for being grotesque kicks and they responded by chanting asshole. They got the asshole chant, which is good. Um, MJF wondered if they were going, if they were talking about him or the man who's about to whip, and MJF said Wardlow wouldn't get his match at double or nothing if he retaliated. Um, a shut the F up chant broke out, and they didn't. I don't know why they're. It's, it's unbelievable. Like we used to have back in the '90s, we had standards and practices, which would tell us all the things we can't do. You know, like there's a million things you couldn't do and couldn't do anymore, and stuff. Everything, and like you know, cussing was like was like one of them, and stuff. Like, bro, they they, they cuss like they don't they don't edit this out. Like the like the, the crowd chants. It's very weird. I'm. I'm, I'm well, the, the, I believe they're TV 14, so maybe the regulations have changed. Oh, is that right? what it is? Yeah, they're TV 14, and uh. Okay, that's so, probably they probably are allowed to say shit. Yeah, so let me so let me tell you the, the gist of this. So Wardlow gets in the ring, he's got his handcuffs on because whatever, and he has to take ten whips. He no sold the first like eight of them, and he sold like one of them, and then Sean Spears kicked him in the balls, and he got heat on him. <laughs> and like you know, it was, it was good heat. No, but I, I think wasn't... MJF kicked him in the balls. Oh, I thought I thought Sean Spears kicked him. In the balls. Did MJF kick him in the balls? Uh, let me I, see. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, they, well, he got kicked in the balls. He's down. They get good heat. I mean, they hits him with the ring and then knocks him out. 
Um, and they cut a good promo. And they had good facials on this too. Everybody, the acting on these three guys, like their facial expressions and stuff, they were all very they're 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 next level compared to the rest of the, a lot of people on the show. You know, so it's like that's why this stuff is getting over. And it's you know, for a guy they kind of did nothing with when Wardlow for a long time, where he would just stand there and be the lack and everything. It's like I think they missed this guy's got a good future, and they missed out on waiting to get him to this level because he's he's a good character. Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, he yeah. had great heat at the beginning. Yeah. And um, I just thought the segment was a little too long. But other yeah. than that. Yeah, but they, but, they, but they, you know, they're not worried about time when MJF's out there, I think. Because yeah. I think he does decent numbers. You know, so it's like it, his, 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 and all the segments do go long. But they're not bad because he's in them. No, you know, I so, never so, said yeah. they were bad. Right, yeah. Said they're just long, just little, you know. Yeah, right. You don't want the so, show to become tedious. Right. At the, at the pay-per-view, who do you think should go over, MJF or Wardlow? Wardlow. Absolutely Wardlow. Mm-hmm. He has to. Bro, they don't even have, like, they don't even have MJF, like, in the top five so in the rankings. So you did all so of this not, you know, just to make MJF stronger and not make <laughs> this guy a star? Right. You have a chance to make a star, bro. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And you need good, strong baby faces, you know? Yeah, um, MJF can take the lost. Yeah. yeah. So Trent Barrett and Rock. Oh, this is Trent Barrett and Rocky Romero delivered a backstage promo. And Barrett said they are back together as Rapungi Vice full time and ready to make a statement. Romero spoke about going after the Ring of Honor titles. He said that was step one. He said step two is IGP titles, and step three is AEW tag titles. So Barrett challenged FTR to put the ROA tag titles on the line. And he says, "You know, Brett would." And this was delivered with on a scale of one to ten. What would you say the passion was in this promo? Yeah, one. The pro- <laughs> this promo was brutal. And let me ask, I want somebody to explain this to me because this is probably only something hardcore fans know of and I don't. Rocky Romero used to work in AAA as part of a trio called D-Generation X with X-Pac. Okay? Right. And they used to have some good matches and it was a good little group with Alex Kozlov as a third member. And um, uh, my question is, why is Rocky Romero wearing an eye patch? I don't know. Is that some angry thing? Is he like a Japan? pirate character? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, That's I what I want to know. Is he now Pirate Romero or Captain <laughs> John Romero? I just remember he's, Captain, he's always Captain active. Jack Romero. <laughs> Rocky, 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 Rocky Rospero. Rocky Jack Sparrow. The new it Johnny Depp. Here, yeah, the new Johnny Depp, right? Uh, it says here, speaking on Talking Shop, Romero explained the idea for the eye patch. Technically, yes, I am a rapping pirate. I wear it as an ode to, to a great rap. Rapper slick motherfucking slick Rick. Rick. He gave me yeah, the idea. Oh, slick Rick the ruler. That's one of the greatest rappers ever. All right. So next, Kyle O'Reilly uh, wrestled Ray Phoenix. Uh, Super he, props to Rocky Romero for that info. I didn't know that. Slick yeah. Rick the ruler. Much respect. Oh yeah. yeah. So uh, Kyle O'Reilly uh, wins this. Um, bro, they need it. You know, like all Phoenix does in the show. It's like I, I don't want to say they like pimp him out. But they just like don't really ever put him in any programs or anything. It's just like if you need a match, that's yeah, gonna be like match. a high fight. Let's put him in there. Let's, let's yeah. put him in there. They don't really help him out with any character development or anything. It's just it's just this him and this Alex Abrahantes guy are oil and oil and like I don't even know why Alex Abrahantes and like they they got the heel manager out there with them, but he's a baby face. But they're not really promoting any baby face stuff for him to do, and they're not promoting heel stuff. So it's just like he's he's like I like is this is this like, that's like a good flat. point. You know, well, Disco, you've always said if the guy doesn't speak English, how are you going to? He's got the guy. He's got the translator with him, though. I, I say if a guy doesn't speak English, that's fine. Put a translator with him. But now yeah. now you need to like, OK, let's use the translator to get this guy's character over. 
which they do not do at all. It's like, I don't know any, I, I literally don't know anything about Ray Phoenix, except right. this guy kills it every time he's in the ring with, with the athleticism and everything. But beyond that, what do you know about the guy? Yeah, and you've no. got a mouthpiece for him right here, and he's not saying anything about what this guy's all about. Good point. You know, but, so it's kind of, you know, he's he's never going to get over, but they're, you, they, they work him like he should be over because he works a lot on the show. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. You know? Conan, guess what? What it do? Uh, would you like to hear from our friends at Legacy Sups? One thou while boom, they always bring the best stuff for health well, supplements. It's, it's good this week because because uh, Nick uh, has sent us. We had some testimonials to read about his products. Right. Uh, here's one of them. Um, I listen to Keep It One Hundred, and whenever Nick Aldis is on, he sounds like a pompous ass. Hey, whoa, whoa. he's very condescending, and he doesn't let Glenn talk enough. He don't, what? Wait a second, Disco. That's well, first off, we have new copy, so we're not doing the testimonials. And secondly, I don't remember seeing that in the copy, so I don't know where you got that from. Oh no, no, that's definitely one of the testimonials. Are you sure? Uh, that, that, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's true. That's a true story. So. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me see. All right, well, let's let's we have our friends from Legacy Stuffs. When their products are great and our users use a lot of it. Uh, recent studies have shown that testosterone levels are falling in the average American male. That is not a surprise. We, we talk about this a lot with the rise of the, the, the soy boy culture that we see. Correct, Conan? One thou boom. Yeah. So this is a major problem. Is testosterone is a key to high performance in every aspect of your life. And low testosterone is also linked to depression. So it's important to make sure your body is producing an optimum amount. You choose to go to a TRT clinic, but it's expensive, time-consuming, and in many cases, not necessary. If you want to naturally boost your testosterone levels, it's time to check out the ultimate test stack from Legacy Sports Nutrition. It's three high-quality products for the price of one. It features Test X9, T-Assist, and their best-seller, enjoy your favorite product, Recovery PM Sleep Optimizer. Yes. You, you might be asking, what does a sleep aid have to do with raising testosterone? So listen to this. While the majority of daily testosterone release occurs during sleep, Men with poor quality sleep experience an average of 15% reduction in testosterone levels. And after the age of 30, men's testosterone levels decrease at about 1% per year. That's why Legacy developed a uh, total testosterone complex that covers all three areas of optimal testosterone levels. Test X9 to naturally stimulate testosterone. T-Assist to keep estrogen at bay and maintain liver health. And Recover PM to promote quality REM sleep so your body can actually release the testosterone you're working so hard to increase. Recovery PM has a repeat customer rate of over 80%. That means four out of five users love it so much that they're coming back again and again. And now you can subscribe and save on all products at LegacySubs.com so you never have to worry about running out. Try the ultimate test stack for 30 days, feel the incredible difference for yourself, and because Legacy are friends of the show, you can save 10% off your entire order at LegacySubs.com by using code K100. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S dot com. It's time to level up with Legacy, and don't forget that code K100. Uh, don't forget to get your Legacy Subs. Get uh, all the best in, uh, for sleep aids. Testosterone. Yeah, fat burning. Testosterone. Energy. Fat yeah. burning. Uh, the one I'm thinking about, which is the most important one to me, is like uh, memory. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you need that. But uh, these, sub- these supplements are great. Our, uh, our users, uh, our listeners, are, are the Nick has said on the show that we're one of the uh, top uh, re- revenue streams. Yeah. This podcast with the amount of people that use this product. So, you know, people are looking better. They're getting better sleep. They're increasing their testosterone levels. They're probably, you know, having better luck with the ladies. 
And, you know, you just look at Nick Aldis. He looks like a million bucks. Uh, his wife, Mickey James, she looks like a million bucks. Try their products. We do. They're fantastic. All right, D.I., what are you up to? Where can we find you marinating, chilling in the cut on IG, Snapchat, TikTok, get on stop, or grinder? Boom. At The Real Disc on Twitter, at Disco Master GG on Snapchat. I'm still in the process of recovery of my Instagram page. So if you nice. get any messages from me from Instagram that's not me, I'll let everybody know when I have my Instagram back. I'm in another process of recovery, I had a friend. Shane Helms hooked me up with a guy. Then he's, he's helped me get it back. And he's, he's having – it's just a pain. Bro, it's, it's unbelievable Like that you can get your account hacked. The person is using your account, hacking other people, and it's like there's no real clear-cut way to get through to Instagram and explain this to, to them and like ha- have it like, – like their customer service on this is terrible. Like you can't just – like there's no like help, but like like okay, I want to send yeah, you guys it's an email. Frustrating. So you, it's frustrating. It's almost like it's, when you go to the airport and you miss your flight and nobody helps you and you're just fucked and you got to buy another ticket, even if right. it's the airline's fault. Right. Um, also, you catch me at a Sapphire Gentlemen's Club, the world's largest gentlemen's club. Uh, if you if you're in town in Vegas for, e, for EDC, which is this weekend, and you want to come to the club, uh, dial seven zero two eight six nine zero 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 three. Mention my name. Mention the podcast. Uh, and they'll send you a free limit to pick you up, get you in for free, and get you a free drink. It's the savings of about like a hundred bucks. So I'm actually saving. Remember when Kevin Gill who did this show and he had he wanted people to like pay him for his like you know stuff. And I'm like, like here right. I am. I'm 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 giving you stuff. You know what I'm right. saying? So uh, it's it's freebies. I mean, you know, you should take advantage of, it. especially AEW's in town this weekend, right? Uh, yeah. Next week they're actually doing Dynamite, Rampage, and uh, the pay per view there. There might be another event. Like a so fan. they're in town for a whole week yeah. here. They're in town all the you know five days next week. Starcast wow. right too. Now Starcast is in August or something okay. like that. Yeah. Oh, so they're not doing any Starcast here. Oh, no, they're okay. they're, well, they're 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 uh, piggybacking off SummerSlam weekend, I think. Yes, right, Conan, are you gonna do something for Starcast? Because Conrad, I I didn't I'm I'm you know it was funny because I tweeted on uh because I knew it would trigger people and it did of course. I tweeted that I didn't want to come to StarCast because uh, I don't want to be around those people because I might face harm from somebody from the Fightful community. Who's Fightful? <laughs> this is Sean Ross Saf's site. Or JD from New York's fans. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not – like I've, I've said once, I've said, ben, you know, I would do these things if I was making less money and I was making more at the StarCast, but I don't I'm, – I'm not traveling anymore. It's still traveling. You don't, still, yeah, you yeah, don't need I, it and you're not, and you're no. not like hype, hype to go and shit like that. I get no, it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I'm fine. I'm fine doing my forty hours a week, almost thirty-two hours a week at work now, and the, about the six hours we do recording on this. That's plenty for me, you know. For I don't need to travel. So you know, if I was not working at a, at my job and I was just podcasting, I'd be I'd be doing all these things, you know. But it's, I, I, my job is good. So so check this out. If you happen to be in Vegas and you spot Di at the Korean barbecue at the sports bet betting place getting his uh traditional two hot dogs and a beer when he's watching a baseball game you don't just run up to him and start chopping it up with him there's a protocol and it goes a little something like this boom you've got to give him a compliment then another compliment then you can ask him a question you could talk to him one to three minutes if you put him over additional time if you're not annoying and you tell him you've Got it like that. At no time will there be any direct eye contact. $20 handshake gets you an autographed picture or another round. If you are drunk and obnoxious or don't put them over, you will hear this. 81. Back reception. 81. Right. That's a new. No, that's a what new we have. Say? We now have. Okay. No, no. I'm telling you. Can I get one guy from the front door to back reception? However, that has changed. Right. Now we have numerical codes. Right. 
Okay, eighty-one. Oh, <laughs> means eight. I need somebody. One means one guy. So eighty-one back reception. And if I say eighty-two back reception, that's kind of like a more of a serious thing than two guys. What's right? the most you've ever had to say? How, 80, how many 84, guys? Eighty-four. 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 Right. That's it. Send everybody. You got a big fight. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But eighty-two is like okay. This guy's drunk. He may have to let you. You know. This may be a many two guys. But eighty-one is usually like. You know, like, okay, this guy's beat a jackass. Hey, give me an 81 back. And then actually, you know what? I'm going to say 82. If you're drunk right. and obnoxious, you're going to get an 82. So let's get have an 82 back reception. Right. Now, does 86 still mean you're getting kicked out? Permanent removal. All right. Permanent. So if you hear 81 through 4, you're getting 86, which yep. means permanent right. removal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Joe. Yes, sir. Good news. What do you got? Hugs and kisses are back on the table, especially for cute transgenders. Very nice. Okay, this is for gentlemen, collars, topless menus, back in vogue. This is the secret menu. The hat, the the hand job of the week this week is a Butterfingers milkshake. Have you used that one before? I don't think so. I don't I think, think you so. have. No. Butterfinger no. sounds familiar. Like a, butter, a Butterfinger blizzard would be tremendous. You can now witness this in 3D or virtual reality. Unfortunately, the 3D glasses or VR goggles are not included. This is from 3 to 5 a.m. in the morning, and this show is a limited offer. What do you got? Boom. So for the K100 listeners, keep an eye on the Spreaker feed or on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, because now you're going to get K100 talks. You're going to get rehash. You're going to get the main show, and then on Fridays, we're going to throw out uh, a port, another portion of the mailbag. We did it last week, and it was very successful. We put out a, a half of the roundtable slash uh, live mailbag with our Patreon subscribers this week. So we're going to be adding more content uh, onto the uh, the Spreaker stream and, and all the other podcast providers. So watch for that. Um, you can catch me every Monday on The Raven Effect with Raven and Rich Bikini on Spreaker. How's that show and been going? W Radio. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's real goofy. But, what is uh, like you talk? Uh, like, what type? Of that's the one where he's to? actually funny, but not here. Go ahead. I think I think Raven brings it out of me because uh, he's so ridiculous. You know, it's just it's disco. It's just goofy shit, man. I, I couldn't even describe it. It's just it, it, try to keep up with with Raven's uh, train of thought and stream of consciousness, and that's basically what. Oh it is. yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's like you know what it's like. It's like driving um. Well, you know what? Like on a slippery fo- highway. Following following Raven is like following like Pac Man. The Pac-Man game is like all over the place. You're like, what well, was like you're only up and down? That's what that's what Raven's train of thoughts like. Is he still in NWA? Um, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard. Wait a second, any- Raven's in NWA. He was doing stuff backstage, but I don't think he likes to travel right now. So, well, Are actually, traveling or they were yeah, so the thing that in Atlanta. He also just had a shoulder replacement. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Were they? Were they? Let me tell you something. The the where they were doing the tapings at is literally ten minutes away from Raven's house. Oh, okay. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. You know, so it's like, so I, I, imagine, I can imagine he probably love that gig. Yeah, if he, and if he's still working with him, he'll probably go back when his shoulder heals. So, um, hmm. so that's on every. You think Monday. Raven is Raven in there? Is did Raven go to NWA and do do what he tried to do when he was a TNA and try and take over the company from from uh from Billy? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> if Raven gets his gets his fingers in a company, I got a feeling he's trying to figure out a way to give himself make, to try to gain more power. Would you agree with that? Well, they they worked together before on that Resistance Pro. I think it was up in the Detroit area too. So oh, I didn't know that. So yes. Uh, so that's the Raven Effect every Monday um, on the Creative Control. Well, first off, you can check out Get My Go on their YouTube channel. Uh, you know, even though I don't do the shows anymore, Durbin gives me shit if I don't plug it. So there you go, Mike. Get My Go on YouTube. Um, 
getting ready to take another summer break, actually. So you won't have to hear about it anymore for a few months. Oh, my God. They're taking a break? Summer vacation again. Mike takes the summer off. For the the Get My Go show? Yep. Yep. What are you you talking about? Like summer break from podcasting? That's what he does. Yeah. He takes summer off. Yeah. You know, he likes to build anticipation for the big return. Um, (laughs) On the Creative Control Network. (laughs) On the Creative Control Network. We got many podcasts. You got an honorable mention with Shane Hagedorn and Jeff Schwartz. They do a Ring of Honor retrospective show. They're on episode 199, about to complete 200 episodes, all of which have been on Creative Control Network. Is this the Ring of Honor historians? Yeah, that's those which guys. Which was yeah. one of them is a hero to Joe, by the way, Disco. Yeah, Shane Hagedorn proved, uh, I think, Jim Cornette wrong. At one point. That makes uh, him a hero. So, well, it was not knowledge for the show. Uh, so they they did uh, the Conquest Tour in Minnesota, Ring of Honor Conquest Tour, based off a fan vote. It featured two main events, both featuring Kyle O'Reilly going for the world title against Jay Briscoe and the TV title against Jay Lethal. Uh, eyes up here with Francine, formerly VCW and TNA, WWE. Uh, so let both, me see if I got this right. They'll do yeah. a show about Kyle O'Reilly wrestling Jay Briscoe in Minnesota? Yeah, but they'll go over 10, the whole 20 card. years ago? They'll go over the whole card and the notes and all that shit. It's kind of, you know, Conrad does that with Bischoff and Pritchard. They, they really deep dive into like a, a pay-per-view or a talent or something like that. That's what these guys do, except with Ring of Honor, you know. So for that niche audience, you know, this, this would be a good show for them to listen to if you're a big Ring of Honor fan. Uh, Francine show, Eyes Up Here, uh, her co- with her co-host Chad. Uh, they go over the biggest scandals in wrestling. Is their most recent uh, show release? So check that out if you're a fan of Francine. It's Hughesy it Hello. Included, does it up to date including Sunny? Uh, their their Sunny show is going to be coming out soon, I believe. Right now, it's only on their Patreon. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's Hughesy Hello. Recently had Reverend Bob Levy on. Uh, Bob Ooh. Levy was he's a comedian formerly involved with the Howard Stern show. He was the host of their comedy roasts and all that stuff. He's kind of a local to me, so I'm, I'm aware of Bob. Is and, it uh, the actual all... Bob Levy or is it an impersonator Bob Levy like uh, you did with the Andrew Dice Clay? That or does. is it the Bob Levy from ESPN? It's ESPN, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the Reverend himself, the real Bob Levy on there with Husey. So uh, check that out. Uh, Isn't Levy yeah. a Jewish name? Uh, yeah. It's, Levy's like a, it's, he's, he's a reverend? Well, he actually toured with Raven. So Bob <laughs> Levy and Scott Levy had a, had a comedy tour. You know? Are you and kidding they, me? They sold shirts. Yeah, like, who was um, funniest? They sold shirts. If anybody has, just let me throw this out here. If anybody yeah. has any recorded, uh, any recorded or transcripts, transcripts from the from the Raven and Bob Levy, yeah, yeah, anything. I'd, I'd like to see that. Yes, we'd like to see that. I yeah. saw them at uh, Tailgaters, and they sold the place out. People were hanging from the rafters. You know, uh, outlaws and gunslingers. What the fuck is Tailgaters? Like you act like everybody knows what that is. It's a sports bar. In sports the, in bar. The, I can imagine. I was going to say sports. It's generic probably in Delco, some Appalachian fucking banjos and fucking. Oh, I can't it's Where like is the it? old, okay, it's like What's the location of tailgaters? What's the city? Uh, Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. I guarantee you. Clifton probably, Heights, Pennsylvania. I've never even heard of that place. It's the only bar in Pennsylvania that probably allows smoking. <laughs> uh, I don't think they do anymore. That's ch- that's a chaser's move. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So uh, Outlaws and Gunslingers, true crime podcast on the Creative Control Network. Uh, this week, they're going to go over the Gardner Museum heist from 1990. $60 million heist. So how many how many weeks is this one going to last? The last one they did, I think it, like every week on the show, they were they – were, uh, They did the Oklahoma the City bombing. Yeah, there, there they, was like that lasted for like a month. 
Well, sometimes these stories, you know, they need more than one episode. There's a lot of content to uh, to unpack and, and dig up there. But this week they're doing this Gardner Museum heist, $60 million heist. Really, it takes a month explains something they like never, that. Takes yeah. but, just one way, hour, no more. By the way, Russian vids is on uh, the ramp, is on the warpath again. Right. Mm. Claiming that the Buffalo shooting is a hoax. Right. Who so, gives yeah, what he thinks or says? His, he lost credibility with us a long well, he wants time to, ago. I told you he wants to come on the show, right? He, he messaged oh, me. He wants to come on the show. But uh, I might want to bring him on the show to see how on earth is he. You know, this, uh, bring him on the show. Fuck it. Yeah. Didn't yeah. he do? He did talk as Jericho, didn't he? Yeah, he did talk as Jericho. Yeah. He did our uh, show too, didn't he? Well, we're no, going to get David Weiss guy. We ain't never had Russian vids. People are going to get mad that we're platforming people again. Who gives a shit? <laughs> of course. They're going to get mad <laughs> anyway. Like, you know. right. So yeah. check out Outlaws and Gunslingers if you're into true crime in American history. Uh, taking you to school with Dr. Tom Pritchard this week goes over the career of Jim Cornette, uh, Tom's relationship with him through the years, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, WWF, and all that if you're a fan of wrestling history. Check out Dr. Tom's show. He's, he's got a lot of knowledge, of course. Uh, Taskmaster Talks. Every week, Kevin Sullivan and uh, John Paz from the two-man power trip go over an event or a talent from the WCW and NWA days. This week, they go over Wrestle War 89, which was main evented by a famous Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat world title match. Which uh, one was that? Was that? Wait. They had I think two four-star or whatever they were, five-star yeah, matches. Whatever, well, that was one they, of them, right? They did Wrestle War, and they did a clash of the champions on TV. What was the one? Yeah, there was one, one in one Chicago. Match. They had a match in Chicago, I think, that was like a re- like one of the really good ones on a pay-per-view or something. Or, uh, yeah, event. You know, I think it was the Clash of the Champions. Yeah, uh, just look at Russell. Now going. Russell War was in uh, Nashville, but um, Nashville. so that's the Kevin Sullivan Show. Tastemaster talks business of the business with John Paz is the deep dive into the business side of pro wrestling, ticket prices, contracts, ratings, all that stuff. This week they're going to. So he's competing them. with Brandon Thurston, then, huh? Paz. Yeah, yeah. I guess they they do the similar thing. Yeah, and um, well, does he do, does 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 Paz do numbers and stuff? Everything analytics, all that stuff. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, so. He's got the school. Oh, here's an analytic I'd like to know. I'd like to find out. Okay, because, you know, I've been pretty vocal on this, that, that, and this is just my opinion, that I think them constantly uh, referencing, like, sellout shows as a positive data point, to me, is kind of a negative data point that you're trying to constantly highlight your sold-out shows to, to mask your underwhelming numbers, right? This is one thing I'd like to find out. If, and I don't know if you can find this data, right? I want to know how many unique unique fans go to these AEW pay-per-views like like perfect example like like they did a pay-per-view in chicago how long ago uh the last one punk when he came back uh, okay like it so was last, right, last sold out. Maybe. all yeah. right now if they do another pay-per-view okay in chicago what percentage of those fans do you think are going to be different than the ones that sold out the one before five to ten percent not much five to ten percent now now here's another question they're doing a show in vegas okay yeah what percentage yeah. do you think of the AEW pay-per-view fans that were at the Punk show or their last pay-per-view are going to fly and come into Vegas? Like what percentage of different fans for, from show for, from town to town are, are they doing? I, I wonder. I, if I was to estimate, guesstimate. Because this, this is the thing. I'd say, I'd say third, like a third of the fans are going to fly right. in. Because we listen to Conrad. You know, yeah. Conrad is constantly talking about that data point where they're selling out. You know, when they see that they're selling out, it's like, yeah, but like you're saying, you know, you're selling out shows in the same towns. Yeah. It's like WWE is going, you know, like like they're they're like if they have a sellout in in Houston, Texas, and they're going the next night and selling out in Denver, Colorado, it's like you're not. There's a two completely different fans sets of fans. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? But, but and they're, they're touring, they're doing house shows. They're like, so you're getting, you're hitting markets and drawing from fans. But it's like, I just wonder if AEW is like going from town to town and their fans are following them around like gypsies, you know? Because that's the guy. Bro, because like, here's the thing every single AEW show, you look in the crowd, the crowd looks exactly the same every single show. Would, would you yeah. agree with that, Conan? I don't look at it that hard. I just think I find it very odd that you would think anybody selling out is a negative. They're selling out. doesn't matter if the same fan, different fans or not. You're selling no, no, out. No, no, no. But, but in the context of what they're, they're, they're selling out, they're trying to sell. Like like Conrad was talking about. You're, you're literally getting a little too nuanced for, for my taste. I, right. If a sellout's a sellout, and you got to respect it. That's right. all I got to uh, say. I mean, That's not easy. We all know that, that they have very uh, dedicated fans that are going to buy everything. And I'm sure there's a lot of repeat customers in the audience. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. it varies that much. But anyway. Yeah, their uh, biggest problem, and we know what it is, is they just cater to the hardcores. And right. they don't really pay attention to the mainstream. And I'm the way I book, I'm trying to please them, some hardcores yeah. and mostly mainstream. That's what I try to do. And women and kids. Right, everybody. Yeah, right, right, but, but, we yeah, have, yeah. but we don't have that problem. You look right. in our crowd, our crowd's full of fucking families. Right, right. Yeah. Very diverse, yeah. Yeah, we're that's not good. neck bearded out. When, you're like, crowd, when your crowd is diverse, you're really not, your business is good. Yeah. You know, because you're going to be able to, you're okay, we're drawing a lot of different fans. Like, we can go a bunch of places now because, like, kids, women, stuff, they're they all coming to the shows, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. AW is just like a lot of neck beards. At our club, <laughs> they, hired a, they hired a neck beard. Like like a guy with a neck beard, long um, frizzy hair, some kind of ch- fat. It doesn't you know, like, bathe like, much. Yeah, unprofessional. I, I was gonna ask the kid if he was like an AEW fan, was like you know, yeah. wrestling. So, so business yeah. of the business this week: John Paz and Labby Margolin go over Ric Flair's final match at Starcast. All right, and finally, University of Dutch with Dutch Mantel. Uh, this week, Dutch and John go over old school wrestling plus uh, Undertaker calling today's wrestlers soft. So if you're a fan of Dutch Mantel, he's a very close uh, gentleman and uh, very entertaining on his podcast. If you've ever seen a shoot interview with Dutch, you know what I'm talking about. So check his show out. All the shows are at the Creative Control Network 1 on Twitter. I'm at JFBeanie3RD. And uh, like I said, subscribe to K100 on Spreaker so you can keep up with all the stuff that's coming out weekly. All right. Uh, let me see what I got here. Um you can check me out on Twitter and Facebook at K-O-N-N-A-N-5150. Chops it up in Spanish on Facebook and English on Twitter. Um, want to thank our uh, – definitely want to thank our Patreon members, uh, Twenty-four over 24 months of straight growth. Um, that's where we put all the extra audio and video content that didn't make the show. Um, we've got uh, musical selection shows. We've got – five years worth of catalog now we've got the k100 talks uh uh, we've got the rehash show which is the best of one hour best of we get the k100 talks which is a 30 minute topical discussion this week we talk about the buffalo shootings now we just added the mailbag where we put mailbag questions on and uh, very successful um and then of course our regular show so i want to thank everybody that's been riding with us from day one or from recently thank you to everybody that's been spreading the word the friend or foe um uh and you know our stilo we try to bring entertaining thought-provoking content a lot of ball busting usually at joe's expense um and um uh uh deservedly so by the way um and did we have any guests this week besides billy body just billy in the hot news Okay, so we had Billy. With, I want to thank Billy this week. Couldn't have done this without Joe. Couldn't have done this without uh, D.I. Um, we've got a show in Monterrey 
at the show center, 5.30 Sunday, Phoenix, Heavy Metal. Um, uh, who else is on that show? Let me look real quick. Okay. Um, Fabi Apache, Willie Mac, uh, 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 Dragon Lee, Aramis, um, the Vipers. So it's going to be a good pack show. L- last time we sold out Gringo Loco, Ray Orus. We have a women's tournament and a men's tournament. It'll be an eight, eight month tournament with some of the best wrestlers from around the world participating in this. We're going to have a tournament bracket that's going to come out, I think, tomorrow. So you'll be able to see who faces who in the women and, and men's division. So check us out at the show center. And then next week, we got AAA TV from Puebla. Um, um, what else do I need to make sure that you check out our uh, who's sponsoring us now? We've got the Clover chat uh, chat yeah. line. Clover, Clover chat and dating. Check app. that out where you can meet some uh, cool friends and people, you know, sports and talk wrestling and dating and a little bit of everything. And we've also got Manscaped with the code K100 for 20% off and free shipping. Legacy Sups with the code K100 for 10% off. You can use that a million times. It never runs out. And Via Hemp gives you 15% off with the code K100 for CBD and THC products, Delta 8, Delta 9, gummies, vapes drops everything so check that out we've all we've all utilized the via hemp uh, gummy so far and we all love them yeah like i said i tried the uh, cloud nine boom uh, snozberry excellent um the legacy subs excellent uh that's one of our with manscaped is our best-selling item why because it gives results so check that out and there's also a female line um which has been curated by none other than mickey james so show them mm-hmm. some love um hopefully next week we'll come back with the disco list a lot of people have been asking for that and the juicy seal um with that i just want to thank one more time di joe thank you for riding with me thank you for all the listeners if you haven't joined patreon join us me. that's the best way to support the show no ads keep it anti-formulaic and until next week this has been keeping it 100 boom Please support K100 with Conan and Disco by going to the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me. You can subscribe to the show on all your podcast providers. You can get an episode as soon as it drops. And please leave us a rating, five star, of course, and a review. Conan, Disco, The Mass Republic Minute with Kevin Kleinrock and myself all have t-shirt stores if you want to support some of the guys on the show individually. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com. To send in a question for the listener mailbag or a song for the Juicy Frankie Seal, use the email address k100questions at gmail.com. You can follow K100 all across social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the handle at K100Conan. The Keeping It 100 with Conan YouTube continues to roll along, getting closer to hitting that 30,000 subscriber mark with over 2,200 videos. Husey's running things over there. He posts multiple videos a day, and there's a ton of conversation under each clip. So get over there, subscribe to the YouTube, and join in with your fellow listeners. JJ Claxon has started a TikTok for K100. If you're on TikTok, check out at K100 Podcast. JJ's putting up about a video a day, a clip a day, and there's some funny stuff on there from disco versus women's wrestling to the filthy animals entrance, disco versus the Girl Scouts, and more. By now you know K100 drops every Thursday on Spreaker, and K100 Rehash comes out every week as well on the same feed. So please download the Spreaker app. You can subscribe there as well. And I want to thank everyone very, very much for their support of the show. With thanks to you, the show keeps on growing, which is very impressive after five years. And hopefully you all keep enjoying the K100 content that we put out across all social media and podcast providers 
on a daily basis. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.
I get to hurt people all over again. It's a cycle. So you see, there's a method to this, what some people would call madness. This is how I function in society and I can't let either one of you stand in the way of that. So, keep your eyes open. And don't show up. Because no matter where the time is told, in the end, gentlemen, no matter who the fuck you are, everybody pays the toll.